everybody, and welcome to episode 475 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapars, coming to you from the Tim Gray Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Ah, oh, Chris Antista, proud to announce the Laser Time Network will also not be airing the January 6th proceedings. Oh, damn. No. What, you wouldn't want, what you wouldn't want to sway public opinion. <laughs> and... Jeff Gersman is still a threat, and I am still Matthew Allen. You, you just probably got some people very excited when they heard you mention this name. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, um, now I'm the threat. Ha-ha! And special guest... Boy, I bet people are expecting Jeff Grossman now, huh? That's, that's going to be disappointing. <laughs> uh, survivor of Hackett's Quarry, Tony Wilson. Of Framework. Tell us about Framework. Sure. Uh, Framework is a YouTube channel where I do video essays, uh, often with a kind of different angle, try to take a different approach, but always try to be positive. Uh, most recently, I did one on the game Until Dawn is an amazing game that everybody should play. I did that in anticipation of The Quarry, which is out the day this podcast goes up or thereabouts, and we'll be talking about it more later. But yeah, check out my stuff. I make good videos, and I know that because I've done them for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I know not, how to make I, a good video. It's it's not, not conceited for you to say you make good videos. I'm not I the, appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, not, biggest, I, I'm not the, saying I'm the greatest in the world. That would be... You should you know, sell yourself no, better, that sir. Would be, that'd be way too much, but they are good. You should watch them. I'm not the the biggest fan of the cinematic game. I kind of have like bandwidth for one a year, but that art for the fucking quarry. I don't think any art has been that effective on me before. Like the second I saw the key art for quarry, I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? And all of the like, you know, until dawn had a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. All the paths, as they call them in this game, all the like the key choice points, they're illustrated with like. 80 slasher like VHS video oh, nasty wonderful. art style. Me. It's wonderful. Sick. Is it by the same developer or yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, this okay. is like well we will, you know, we'll talk about it more yes, later, but but it um it's genuinely to give like a tease the way I'm thinking of it is if Until Dawn was like the first Zelda, mm-hmm. then the the quarry is a link to the past or Ocarina of Time. Ooh, it's wow. like it's like this is the next jump forward. This is what you've been trying to get to. This is like the real proof like the other games have been fine, but like, wow, you nailed it this time. Do they have you know? an Oscar winner in this like Until Dawn did? Do they have... Uh, does David Arquette have an Oscar? <laughs> I think I know the answer I to that. I think so. Eight-Legged Freaks was <laughs> underrated. The Academy <laughs> recognized it somewhere. Uh, it's It's got a... Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more later. The cast is fantastic, though. It's genuinely... It's, I mean, it's, they had they had Rami Malek in the game before, before like... Before he was an Oscar winner, yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I think amazing, like, even right? before uh, Mr. Robot, like before yeah. people yeah. knew who he was. Before, just before he hit it big. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. could there be a potential one in this batch in the future? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Skylar Gizondo is on the come up, and he's very talented. Is this, did you just say Gizondo? Skylar <laughs> Gizondo, yes. I wasn't going to say it. sounds like a, a porno Star Wars name, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, Skylar Gizondo. Get over here. Yeah, man. play with Max Rebo. I'm right. a real Gizondo. Ellen Sleesbagano. Here's my friend Skylar Gizondo. Now, only Chris and I are allowed to say Gizondo. Thank that is you. the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a because only you jizz on things. Yeah, exactly. Show yeah. <laughs> jizz on though over here. Hey, ah. Does he jizz on the floor? Does he jizz on in yeah. the yeah. napkin? What's he do? Can he uh, correctly can apply a, a jizz of mayonnaise, which we learned was the actual <laughs> measurement earlier? That, I told <laughs> you you shouldn't be a baker. You can't be a baker with that name. You jizz on <laughs> though. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> or a banker. Uh, Joey banker Butter Baker banker. over here. <laughs> he's um he's Gideon in Righteous Gemstones for those who watch oh, that show. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shoot, yes. yeah. I, I noticed um, him on the poster and I'm like, hey, it's Gideon. Yeah. I recognized his voice before the cast was announced from the teaser trailer. <laughs> I was like, I've just heard this voice arguing with Danny McBride. <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it more yeah, later. We, we I got a lot I, to I, say, I, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I, know, I'll I failed at playing uh, the new Mario uh, soccer game, what Strikles Battle League or whatever. Yeah, Strikles. Strikles. Yeah. I failed to play Strikles early, but Strikle uh, Rapares here with video game babacalypse from some some prodding from Matt. I I I technically played my first Fire Emblem game, which is just the stupidest statement I've had to make on the show in a long sort time. Sort of your first Fire mm. Emblem. game. I mean, I, I'm like... not saying what the question of the week is, but, but like I don't dislike Fire Emblem. I've never tried one and not liked it, but it's like people who like I don't have anything against Casablanca. I've just never bothered to to do it I just haven't seen it and Fire Emblem was that series like it's just a total blind spot I... and, and so what you're saying is maybe don't start with the direct video Casablanca 2 by yeah Disney. don't start with the Muso yeah because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. although Claude Rains is great in it <laughs> this just this just occurred to me and this has to already exist on like Redbubble or Etsy but like Castlevania crossed with Casablanca oh, in some mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like either a poster or something like that there's no way I'm the first person to say what that. What is it a man, Rick? Somewhere already. Place all the Nazis with skeletons. Yeah. What, what is, is a Sam? <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, good oh energy today, unlike the you energy. You must know what a man is. A miserable <laughs> pile of secrets. <laughs> a crashing glass aside. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about the real issue. Um, being a single man when you have either an ingrown hair or a pimple on your elbow, mm-hmm. this has been oh, like yeah. Yeah. more irritating than childbirth. Like I cannot get to whatever. I just never realized how much my elbow is used. Mm-hmm. To, like just it's like move. one of the most painful places. It sucks. In, like, in, even when in I'm driving, like I, what? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what. I, <laughs> it's like that tough spot. It's like I don't know. It's like a pimple in a minefield or like quicksand i just can't get to it i think it's an ingrown hair but like dude try and like fuck around with something that size in your own elbow it sucks uh, it was surprisingly the elbow in the ditch are said to be a bad tattoo spot yeah but as a man with a full sleeve not that bad i, I don't you know? know if that's the case but like uh my friends really early on got like wrist uh tattoos and it was i thought somebody said like the amount of blood that goes through the area of like your wrist like it'll wash out the ink earlier than other parts of your body because of like Hmm. how much concentrated blood is going through there interesting it was definitely it's interesting because for a lot of tattooing for at least in my experience you know it's different for everybody right like the application in some areas like it would hurt in the moment or like it wouldn't hurt in the moment but be sore later Mm -hmm. but the wrist the forearm area was like a burning sensation in the moment but the moment as soon as the needle was removed it was like no pain it was like the mm. opposite. Like I never felt anything later. It was only in the moment. I remember she, she I gave know. up I, on touching I, it up because of like how painful it was and how yeah. r- relatively it faded according to other tattoos. I only yeah. have the traditional Yakuza style tattoo is just mm-hmm. done just by hand. So I don't know what it is. dragon mean. across your back and you're like, uh, right, the, yeah. I'm the dragon tattoo- of Dojima. And then, you know, some guy has to come out and beat the shit out of you because he's the dragon of Dojima. I had to get the dragon poser. fish. I couldn't, I didn't go full dragon. Well, you know, okay. so my tattoo artist partner actually does have a full back 
stick and poke Yakuza style tattoo. And I cannot imagine the time and the patience for that. Yeah, I just... Or the pain. Constantly. They can never go to a Japanese bathhouse, ever. (laughs) I constantly make mistakes with tattoos, so I just stop getting them. I just... I have, like, a Jimmy Pesto right next to Jared from Subway on my lower back. I'm just just not going to do that anymore. You know, if he weren't in jail for eating fresh, I think Jared probably would have been there in January. I kind of wish I didn't lump in Jay Johnston with uh, with Jared. Like all he did was attend a bad rally. Mm, Sure, (laughs) it was for charity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of the best lines in Mister Show history. Anyway, saying this guy's taints. Going to throw out more lines. I like. I, I, I make a very deep Mister Show reference on this week's Thirty Twenty Ten. If you don't, I know I said it on a podcast before, but back when, like when we first got broadband internet, and we just did you ever do that? Where you just typed in URLs to see what came up because, like, who knows? You could find something. And we went. Maybe there was a party with a lot of lemons. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I thought I goat esque. No, no, no. Goat C. Uh, and uh, we type. We we spent an evening typing in every Mister Show reference, and then like ten years before YouTube, a deep Mister Show reference bought us brought us to a page of every episode of Mister Show and post postage stamp size quick time. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it was astonishing, the internet, like, uh, you know, shit, this would have been like 99, 99, first getting broadband. I'm delaying the yeah. show. A little bit. I've been trying to, to transition us Rain to talking about the top five. Sorry. This is my third attempt. So, yeah, I've, I've been trying to say we've got a good energy here tonight, not like the energy of the protagonists oh, in boy. the games that we're going to talk about. Because a couple things happened this week. We got a Resident Evil 4 teaser for the mm. remake that seems to show us a Leon who is still wrestling with the events of Resident Evil 2, or presumably Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, I'm sure he'll remember it according to to whatever happened in that. They they keep remaking my trauma. Yeah, that's not really... Like, we don't really see these characters talking about their trauma. They're just, you know, gruff badasses who take all this shit in stride. Right. And I played another game this over the weekend that we'll talk about, replayed it, really, and it was like, you know what? We should do something about, like... You know, broken, sad sack heroes who are just irredeemable wrecks. And I thought about what about ones that are specifically traumatized by the events of previous games? Yeah. Like, too often you see heroes that are just like, well, this this adventure helped me grow as a person. Time for the next one. I yeah. sure am excited. It's like water off a duck's back. But uh, you, you don't see them really obsess about the previous game and like what happened there and oh did I do the right thing and oh god these these zombies attacking me are going to haunt me for the rest of my life that used to be a person breathing in my face yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for for lack of a really good non-gaming example Batman versus Superman hmm. remember how they uh they set it up so like Batman was unconsolably pissed by what Superman did in his Man of Steel mm-hmm. movie, tearing down all these buildings and hurting everyone Bruce Wayne has ever known, and now he's on this like mad, inconsolable path to get revenge on Superman as a result of what happened in the first movie. I th- I still think on paper that is interesting, and I don't hate the Martha thing as much as everyone else. Uh, 
It works on paper. <laughs> I just don't want Zack Snyder to be the one handling it. Yeah, yeah. It's I just, literally you know? someone was about to throw up from that movie in the mic when I heard that burp come across. <laughs> I mean, it does. I'm now noticing that Chris's shirt looks like Stitch is just about to fart into the mic for the entire. Like, like when you're. <laughs> I don't, like, uh, okay, this is, a, again, a stupid deviation. I try to do a little walking exercise, forget, forgetting I lived in, live in Florida now and my AC is out and can't be fixed till next Friday. So I got back in my car after like a two and a half mile walk in 90 degree heat and it was 115 degrees in my car and I still had things to pick up. So I had to go to Target and pick up this. I intentionally got this mom-esque stitch stitch. Nobody can see a shirt of stitch doing a handstand that just says I tried on it <laughs> i think it's a woman's shirt and i'm just like i just need something that's not so you, you did try um, is, is it tapered around the waist yeah, maybe yeah it's it, like it a baby doll really skinny actually. but but I to like tony's it. point literally stitch's asshole is like right up against pointing at my chin yes he talks yeah, yeah. Mic, i guess yeah. it's, it's awesome i'm getting ready to celebrate <laughs> stitch's 20th anniversary I wonder what show that. Okay, would be it on. takes a lot to make me feel old, but you just yeah. did it. <laughs> Why? That's, that's like that's that is the the Disney movie most altered by nine eleven. Oh God! Oh right, yeah. that whole sequence with the yeah, yeah it's it's fucking yeah. crazy. Stitch crashes into the World Trade Center. Yeah, what? I mean that that was original. I mean, kind of. Yeah. actually, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was all a ship like screaming through not New York City but a bunch of skyscrapers, and they literally like. Oh. Painted over it with a jungle because, like, we cannot have a flaming ship screaming through skyscrapers less than a year after 9 11. No, it, no, sorry, it was a smart move on their part, mm. probably. Anyway, FDNY <laughs> means family. Speaking of reliving trauma, ah, there we go, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's our link back to this thing. So, heroes who were traumatized by their past adventures, uh, we'll, we'll get into that right after this. Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that used to live under Chris's porch until Chris came to me and said, we're moving in a new direction and that direction is east, far away from you and your piles of rat skulls and terrible songs. Some of you may not remember me. I used to be Vigigame Apocalypse's mascot years and years ago. And while it's been a long time since I've been active, the hosts came to me and said, hey, we figure a few minutes from you would be more entertaining than dead air this week, so can you maybe do a little shtick and tell people more about the show? So yeah, here I am to tell you all how to support this group of ingrates that think they can just kick me off the show, ignore my endless texts for years and years, and then bring me back on like nothing's happened. First and foremost, visit their stupid Patreon, patreon.com slash lasertime, where you can sign up to pay actual money for stuff you won't find anywhere else, including shows from these guys going into depth about video games that they, a bunch of losers in their 40s, enjoy playing. Also, you can go onto your podcast app of choice and leave a review. Five-star reviews only, please. You know the drill. Bad things will happen if it's less than that. I'll come to your house and stare at you. You won't see it because it'll be through the nearest window, but you'll know that I was there. Why? Because there will be remnants of something that you don't want to see piled, and you'll think it's a cat. You will think it's a cat. Cats do this, but it's me. It's me and my army of unseen raccoons. But what you can really do to help us is just tell a friend about the show. You've got a friend who likes video games, and they're like, oh man, I wish they were good podcasts to listen to. Guess what, freak? Listen to Vigigame Game Apocalypse. That's what you say. Insult them and end your friendship as long as they hear about us. That's the important thing. Anyway, I'm being chased off with a broom. So see you never, kids. And we're back to talk about what? Broken protagonists. Elbow pimples. Yeah. Broken right? protagonists or brotagonists as they're known. 
broke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's your problem. Your protagonist broke. So these are all pulled from the years 2000 to 2006, right? Because that's like the prime. (laughs) Well, they all have to be dads. Yeah, they're all sad dads. We we all know what the the album cover, what the game cover looks like. We all know the pose, the like gun in one arm, slightly turned to the left, somber look. We know what these guys are. Oddly enough, like, yeah, there's definitely a window, I think, where a lot of these are getting pulled So I... I did. We did talk briefly about like could this just be about like you know depictions of PTSD. It is not, and necessarily accurate depictions of PTSD or anything like that. It's the yeah. the criteria is they have to have gone through a previous game and it has to have left them emotionally scarred in some way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so one like um, Nathan Drake will not be on our list. No, because, he like, is the big, fine all the time. Good, well, he's that's the thing. The big dog. joke he's with a him is dog like with he's. A gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he is like the world's biggest serial killer, but yes. mm-hmm. still quips and jokes He's about an it like un- it ain't no thing. Unstoppable di- dispenser of PTSD for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at me. My first day in the job, I'm in this jungle, and I got this three-piece suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, bam! Oh! I think I just killed my best Your friend Nathan and then Drake made a quip about so it. so much he... more Italian. No, I was talking about the bad guys, because <laughs> yeah. okay. no, one, no one questions why a bunch of guys in three-piece suits are sitting next to a Mayan temple. Okay, they shot Gisando. Fucking hot as hell out there, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, oh, they shot Pitbull and Pitbull and Pitbull. <laughs> Not the three Pitbull brothers. <laughs> uh, the brothers Pitbull. Wow. Brothers Pit. All right. The Let's... Pit 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 Bay Pit Bay. I don't know how you pluralize that. Pit Boppities, sir. Pit Boppities. Let's begin with number five. You were drifting away for a moment there, Mr. Clark. I believe you were telling me about your nightmares that you've been having. About your dead girlfriend. What was her name? Nicole. I didn't want it to end like this. I really wanted to see you again. Just once. I loved you. I always loved you. Yes. Nicole Brennan. Any guesses as to what this This is? Isaac in Dead Space. Mm -hmm. The name gave it away. Yeah, Mr. Clark. I don't know. There's a lot of No, no, no. I I, I thought lean on me for a second there. Oh. So Clark Griswold (laughs) uh, vacation really did a number on him. Yeah. Dead Dead Space makes perfect sense when you consider the events of game one. Mm -hmm. And they, they, yeah, they they explored that in the sequels. Like, no, this person is traumatized for life. The the thing is, though, it's this is a bit of a cheat because he's artificially traumatized. At at Mm -hmm. no point is he just like, no, I'm not going back there. I'm not dealing with fucking necromorphs again. He's, it's just like, Oh, the marker put a signal in my brain, and now I'm hallucinating, and it's because of this this alien obelisk's influence, and not because I'm just I've seen a lot of shit, man. I mean, you saw 2001. You saw what mm-hmm. it did to those cavemen, buddy. You know, those, yeah, those yeah. obelisk type structures made them hit each other you. with bolts. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. a metaphor. <laughs> it was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, because the first game, what he's just an, he's an engineer. Yeah, I don't know what call his occupation. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah and he's, then, he's an engineer. Yeah, is that, then, is that the know, one where the, the the chapters spell out Nicole is something? Yeah, Nicole is Nicole is dead. dead. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. wasn't going to spoil it. The new no, game's spo- not even out yet. We just spoiled it. New yeah, game's not even out yet. It. Yeah. <laughs> I should say, yeah, some of these will have spoilers in them, light spoilers. But yes, yeah, so- they're also all several years old. So mm-hmm. relax. But yeah, I, well, this this one in particular is is a bit long in the tooth. But yes, Isaac is experiencing a lot of hallucinations, mostly of Nicole. He also finds out again 
He's he's got a little bit of a ticking clock in his head. Because he needs to deal with this quickly. What's going on? You're suffering from a unique form of dementia, Isaac. Something you contracted on age seven. How do you know that? How do you know all this about me? Your dementia will kill you. But if you can get here, I can treat you and get you to safety. Why should I trust you? Because I'm not the one shooting at you. Fuck. You've got a unique form of dementia that I know will kill you because I'm an expert in things that have never happened before. <laughs> Again, and Prometheus just the... turned 10. <laughs> yes. I love the <laughs> never, ever happened before. <laughs> I do love the like the quintessential like just ending a conversation with an f bomb. Like, <laughs> it's such a common Fuck. trope, but it it's funny every time. Like doesn't matter what it is. Oh man! Yeah, if anything, uh, Isaac's adventures tend to begin like Dead Space two and three tend to begin with like you know I know how to deal with these things. Let me take point rather than like oh god more necromorphs. I'm running away. Uh, yeah. Oh right. He when was the eyeball? He, he didn't talk scene. at all in the first game. That's that's, that's the thing. Is, yeah, you didn't even see his first face game until pre- the end. Yeah. Pretty silent protagonist. When's the eyeball scene? Is that two, two or three? That is two. Okay. Yeah. two. So that one will give anybody. Trauma. That's the one everyone remembers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, having yeah. wor- having working or currently working with the team that uh, a lot of them made the original Dead Space. Yeah, I'm a little close to this. And yes, uh, can, can that I is... just one more time do my voice acting tryout for the game you're working on? Please, please. <clears throat> I'm Callisto, and thanks for playing my protocol. <laughs> it's a good joke experiment. it's good that you keep going back to that one although i, I do it. like connor way in the community commented with just a picture of wwe masked wrestler Kalisto. Kalisto. <laughs> <laughs> which i hadn't brother. thought of before then so well, well played used, connor my god he's using the Callisto protocol <laughs> he's killed him he's killed him <laughs> as god is my witness <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and and like I said oh, this man. is this is a bit more of a, a Hollywood version of mental illness in that Isaac is plagued with constant hallucinations again his his dead girlfriend keeps showing up with like lights shining out of her mouth and eyes and at times she her her apparition gets pretty violent <laughs> Oh, how sweet. Just just go to therapy. Like yeah. honestly, like before before yeah, anything reaches that stage. Men will fight yeah. an apparition of their dead girlfriend before going to therapy. Men will take a, a needle to the eye yeah. <laughs> before, going to there before going to therapy. Men will uh men will slide down a sewer drain into a giant like alien mouth hole before mm-hmm. going to therapy. Whatever that scene was. Uh and it, you know, it's funny, Michael, you mentioned like the you know, the 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 like I'm an expert in this thing that's never happened before kind right, of trope. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is the natural progression of a game trilogy, right? But, like, it is interesting how, like, we go from this to eventually everything that is going on in Dead Space 2 or 3 where it's like, oh, you thought, you know, that's cute. You know, there were some shambling necromorphs. Yeah, to, yeah, um, you know, dismember them to defeat them. But, like, by the end of that trilogy, like, the, the threats you are facing are so much more uh, absurd, frankly. Mm-hmm. Gigantic. You, know? yeah. you gotta go yeah, bigger. Exactly. You always gotta go bigger. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've always got the impression that three was trying to be Lost Planet for some reason. It's like, why are you on this Arctic planet fighting the these gigantic yeah. monsters? Wanted, wanted to be like a multiplayer game with mm. three. Three was the co-op yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that was right. when the co-op mm-hmm. was all the rage. Where you had what was the game with the two dudes in hockey masks? Uh, Army, uh, Army of, of Two. two. Yes. Army of Two. That was the Army of Two era of games. It, it, I, that's Lynch. what this made me think of. This bizarre era in not just games but EA. EA mm-hmm. putting out they they made Army of Two, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yes. yes. Yeah. And and Battlefield Bad Company. This like this enormous push for AAA content that to be taken seriously and reviewed well compared to now with like what fucking single player narrative games do they have at all? Star the, Wars Jedi Star Fallen Wars. Order. That's about it. Yeah, it's, it, it, made it, by a renowned multiplayer studio and in. a Dead Space remake. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, just it just making me think of like these games took so many chances. Dead Space in particular because they came out of EA and they were trying yeah. to be mentioned in the same conversation people like Michael and I were writing about. Um, I think it, it EA was really EA's experimental that. phase. Like that's yeah. when they they started their like. How would they call it? The Partners label? Yeah, the Partners where they, they would publish indie games mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had Mirror's Brutal Edge. Legend and Rock Band. And... It, it's yeah. when I think gamers probably liked EA the yeah, most, but investors liked them the least. And so yeah. they went yeah, back Yeah, but now if world. you're abandoning the FIFA license, like maybe it's time to lean back on that history. Like how, mm. how dead is the Dead Space series if you're willing to remake the first one? This is the one I want to go back and play the most. I bitched about it a lot. I, but I think if I'm being honest, uh, at the end of the game, you encounter an enemy and you should just run. Instead, I threw all my ammo into it mm. and got to the last boss with no ammo. But it does that thing where like you f- survive a wave of the boss and like a fucking single clip of ammo spawns, and it just like it took me hours just of surviving and hitting the guy. Tw- and it was my fault, but also like. Yeah, whatever. But but like mm-hmm. I was enjoying this game so much more than the first one. I think th- do we all agree this is Dead Space's high point? It's Dark Knight. I mean, a lot of people do. I never got into it as readily as I did the first one. Mm. I I like two. Uh, one was great. One was it's a bit like Alien Aliens. Like mm-hmm. one was very yeah. horror. Mm. Two mm-hmm. was a lot more action, which for me is is sort of my sweet spot with survival horror games. But uh, you know, yeah, mm. each to their own. No, everybody must adhere to one opinion. Hmm. Or I, mean, I one, swear to God, there were there were parts of one. It was hard to keep playing because I was so scared. It's like, oh my god, I don't want to keep going down this <laughs> That's hallway. That's why I liked it. You know how yeah. hard it was to find an actually scary horror game in the yeah. 360 generation. Real. Yeah. yeah, that never happened in two. Two, I always felt like I can power through yeah, a situation. Another thing, was I, scary. I, I was playing that game, um, with a. You know, my first HDTV with the stock sound. So, like, I would love to give this series another shot, given a couple nips and tucks and, yeah. Well, you're only going to have to wait till January because that's I know. when that remake's coming. So I know, I know. I just But, but two, is, 2 is the one that, like, I loved the Dead Space game, the first Dead Space game, and loved 2 up until the ending. And then I just read a couple naughty things about 3 and just, like, fuck this whole series. I don't care if it dies. And now as we talk, I'm like... I, I don't agree with myself anymore. I want to go back. I Maybe mean, you knowing you, Chris, a fair shake. like if if it's your MMO, Chris, or you, sorry, My if it's MMO? your MMO, Chris, you would have come in for like Dead Space Extraction, the Wii title, like when you typically come into franchises, <laughs> like the worst possible oh. entry. <laughs> That's with movies. 
I yes. forgot about that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, not that the game was bad. It's just such the Chris way to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I came in on the random obscure entry. I that, did. You know. First Alien movie, as everyone's is, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Why would I want to see more of this series? And I still attest, other than the Covenant, which I have not seen, it's the worst Alien movie, Alien Resurrection, <laughs> except yeah. for maybe the Alien versus Predator movie. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wins in this argument, we lose. Dead mm-hmm. Space. Yeah, I mean that is <laughs> that was the Dead Space for AVP. Yeah. You know, AVP. But yeah, yeah, good good example of a traumatized hero to start with. But you guys seem to be pretty keen on this one. Number four. Tell me more about the dreams. Nightmares, and I I don't remember them, just the feelings that remain. In dreams, the feelings are often more important than the specifics. Tell me about those feelings. I'm on the island, and my friends are dying. There's nothing I can do, and it's all my fault. Hmm, running theme here. All my fault. It's all on me. Yes, yeah, this is Lara Croft in the reboot Tomb Raider trilogy which yeah. um i was telling michael like there's no one entry i can point to although the last one shadow of the tomb raider she does go full rambo by hiding in mud and just killing murdering dudes yeah. but like mm-hmm. that whole trilogy i think is meant to be about this character arc and journey yeah. of of like in that first game she goes through some crazy traumatic shit to the point like mm-hmm. outside in real life people were talking about like they might have gone too far with some of those death scenes in that game yeah. like people that, were, that were feeling she's sorry like hanging I think it was in particular got called out as like, yeah, this is a little like torturistic at this point. Well, a lot of, yeah. a lot of attention was it, was paid to that, but then like, um, in, in talking about this series again, which the trilogy, it's only failing is that they're not very dissimilar to one another. Like, not a lot gets pushed forward in each game. I I'd say from one to two, it really gets pushed forward, and then two to three it gets yeah. Back, it, it's I, I I guess I I played them all a little later in kind of like a single burst. They're some of the best games ever made. The fact yep. that Square sold them still pisses me off. What I forget because I you know I occasionally don't have a lot of patience for story scenes. Like her friends get picked off <laughs> one by one slowly. Yes. In a way that, like most games, like don't introduce you to a crew of people like that, only to slowly murder them and take them away from you. Yeah, yeah. he, uh, yeah, I think like she and Jonah are the only survivors. And by the way, I don't know that I've ever had a chance to talk about this on on any outlet before, but um, I swear Jonah changed races between the three different games. Like, his his character at, model he, definitely changed, but I thought he's always supposed yeah. to be Pacific Islander. Like I that. guess, but like if you look at like his, you know, you can go on like like the wiki and it'll like show you what he looks like in each of the games. Mm-hmm. He's seriously like he is not the same. Like Tony, he, I pro- <laughs> I promise you, I guarantee this has more to do with like I think the lead design for the first Tomb Raider game was you know PS three sixty. And then they all got ported to PS4 and one, mm. and I bet they did a couple things with the lighting to finally. <laughs> this is what he was I supposed mean, to look like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's probably it. I mean, I mean, suffice to say, he looks very different between yeah, <laughs> like game one and two. But, but he, he um, has this special relationship with Lara where he is the yeah. one who survives, and he is. Sometimes it's it's a bit like Star Wars, like it, it's told through the point of view of the droids. Like some of those mm-hmm. games, it, it's like his viewpoint and being like. You're obsessed right now, Lara. Yeah. Like you need to yeah. slow down. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. you have lost the forest for the trees. Yeah. Type. He's thing. the one that calls her out. Yeah, he's the yeah. the grounded one. They're yeah, and actually, that was specifically when Michael asked me about like you know building this list. Like I'm this was the like the, one of the first things that came to mind for me specifically because in 
and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, that, like, obsession that you just mentioned, Matt, like, that literally leads her to, again, we're talking spoilers here, the opening of that game, I believe it's in the opening, or at least, you know, within the first Mm. couple chapters, is literally her being so concerned about, you know, beating the bad guy to this relic, I've got to get there first, and her obsession literally causes the destruction of an entire village. Like, it floods the whole town. It's like, yeah, 15 minutes. And then she doesn't even want to stay around to help. We have to stop him. It's all my fault. We'll figure it out, okay? I I promise. No, 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 no! We have to get to the hidden city before Trinity. We have to find the silver box. Okay, but first, we're going to help these people get to safety, and then we'll go after the box. No, no one is safe! Not if he gets the box first. I have to go. I'm the only one. You're the only one that can what? You don't know that you caused all this, Laura. Not everything is about you. Oh, but it is because she's the video game protagonist. But I, that, I think that's the It's a meta commentary on video game protagonists. And like, yeah, yeah. in this story, she's. Yeah. She has, she's literally burdening she's put burdening herself with everything and he's like no you have friends you have assistants and yet you still always go off on your own yeah, but nobody wants trouble. to play as the assistants they I just know. want to play as me <laughs> yeah video uh, games would be pretty... like a true gen xer michael whatever yeah, yeah most video games i think would be pretty traumatic to live through we don't think about that we yeah, just yeah. think about the awesome adventure and it's like no this is this is fuck you exactly. that's why i like this i was joking about nathan drake but it's like well, Lara Croft actually feels guilt about a lot of those kills. Like yeah, she's I've, talking to a therapist about it. I've genuinely said before, I think these, I think this Tomb Raider trilogy, those are the best Uncharted games. <laughs> like, I genuinely think yeah, they do what Uncharted sense. wants to do better than Uncharted. Yeah. Like, I genuinely think that. I, I think um, definitely it, um, <laughs> I think it goes the Lara Croft cool. character is when I, I liked her the best is, is, is in these newer games, you know? Like, yeah, the old Lara Croft yeah. was cool, but typical video game character is super, you know, cocky and like yeah, yeah i can do anything and i'm gonna shoot this tiger or whatever the fuck but uh, yeah i was i was reading some stuff about this and said like yeah talking about how the old laura croft was a byronic heroine and like you know a rebel against the world ready to face down any odds with a stiff upper lip but uh this one like and I, also a nude code yeah i was a little disappointed because you know there there was some talk early on like i i saw a bunch of stories from before the release of rise of the tomb raider that were reacting mm-hmm. to a trailer where she's talking to a therapist and they're like, oh, this is finally going to be talking about, you know, mental health and the impact of, you know, what these traumatic events on on the character's psyche. And then I think there was a message from the creative director. It's like, no, actually, um, what you think is is anxiety in that trailer is really meant to be just her wanting to get it over with because she wants to go back out and, and start her next adventure. It's like, oh, right. so it's uh, the opposite of what we wanted with this. <laughs> but she clearly has some baggage here. Sometimes I feel like I have to keep going. And if I don't, then I'll just let everyone down. She talks like that a lot. Yeah. Find a boat and leave. No, There's <laughs> nobody left here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm well, the only one that can stop this. Yeah. Nobody else knows about these people. I have to stop Trinity. Otherwise, well, part, part of her world. journey, too, is is she doesn't have that confidence that she does in because mm-hmm. I, I think the the reboot was supposed to be a sort of a prequel series and and it's like yeah. she is she's constantly doubting herself in her abilities yeah. too you know and and, and, and I remember one of the early criticisms was that like this is because this is a female character you wouldn't do this if it were a male character Duke Nukem would never be shown in a prequel doubting himself <laughs> and it's like you know, you know it's it's trying to chart the maybe the I character should buy more bubble gum yeah. Well, it's like it's like it was like the Casino Royale. It's like here here's a Bond who doesn't really know what he's doing 
on his way to becoming the James Bond that we know. It's the same thing with Laura Croft. Mm. It's like she was young at some point. She had to get run through with a fucking spike or whatever it was that happened <laughs> to her in the early yeah. hours of the first game. I, I yeah. just remember it's, playing the game like, Laura, will you stop setting everything on fire? This is becoming very difficult. The fire sequences were only outdone by Last of Us 2 with how much fire you have to navigate through. But mm-hmm. it was That's funny. Yeah. You, remi- you saying that reminds me of like, you know, there's like a random line that will always get stuck in your head from a game. Like, mm-hmm. it will, it's not even a significant line. It's just always stuck. There's a puzzle in like two that I remember took me forever to figure out because I didn't want to. I'm pretty sure it has like a, like a tiered hint system, if I remember correctly, like in that game. Uh, and I, I kept him generally off because I wanted, you know, to just solve it entirely on my own. And I remember, like, the only hint I kept getting was every time I would, like, pass a certain thing, she would just say, Greek fire vessels. And I heard her say it, like, a dozen times. And I'm like, Laura, shut up. I know that there are Greek fire vessels around. I don't know what I'm supposed I to mean, do with them yet. That, was, that, uh, that's, that doesn't have anything to do with her trauma. But in hindsight, that was really interesting about the game, that the, all the tomb raiding was pretty optional. And like, oh, it was, and it yeah. was great. Yeah, and they it, were awesome. all like each one had like you know a specific. You know, it's almost like Zelda. It's like Breath of the I mean, Wild. Zelda, Zelda, Zelda Dungeons. Yeah, like yeah. each one has its own gimmick. Yeah, yeah it's worth were, your it while to play cool. in these shrines, but you don't really have to. No, um, not at all. Not to keep the story progressing. Yeah, yeah, they're very much just hey, you want to get some better gear? Go yeah, but you know, once yeah. you get your arrows upgraded, like this is so much fun. I don't know if I care yeah. to swing from and a raft. Sometimes it's especially in three, if I remember correctly, like really well hidden, like like moments where it's like oh i didn't even know i could like quote unquote like fall over this cliff and there 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 is an area on the other side of this cliff you know and mm-hmm. I, yeah i just i in 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 light of that story of square selling the property off for way too little money mm-hmm. i saw mm-hmm. they do package it together as a trilogy and it's always on sale like don't sleep on these tomb raider games man they are really Seriously. really They're fucking really good, good. And I don't think they ever made, like, our Game of the Year list. And just once we started talking about them again, like, the fond memories came back. And I realized, oh, I played all these on, like, you know, last-gen systems that look pretty fine. It's not like going back to Tomb Raider 1. It's... Yeah. yeah. I, and I think this series peaked at 2. The Rise, to me, was the best yeah. entry in that list. I mean, I never it finished 3 like... just because it. I, I played yeah, them so close together. That. Yeah. Well, it also changed, um, uh, who's it? Rihanna Pratchett only wrote for the first two, mm-hmm. which, you know, a game is not made by one person, but but her yeah. writing is a very big a part of the first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it also, so even though the therapy was just kind of a conceit to, like, you can find her therapy audio logs, be- begins with uh, a little bit of snark. It's Tuesday, the 25th of July, and I am here with Miss Lara Croft. How are you this afternoon, Miss Croft? Fine, thank you. Miss Croft, there's a bit of a joke about the word fine in psychiatry, that it often stands for feelings inside, not expressed. Hmm, I thought jokes were supposed to be funny. It's possible I oversold its value as a joke. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thank you, Dr. Gary Busey. Jesus. (laughs) There is a phony information uh, spelled with an E. You need to show more teeth in your You got you got to just basically talk with your teeth. Just yeah, that's all you got to do. Certified, certified medical license of psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was out there killing Tomb Raiders when you were at home whacking off to the Seeger's catalog. More point break lines, anybody? Lara Croft. 
Bring me two. <laughs> Give me two. <laughs> Fine as, uh, as an acronym. Gary Busey, uh, miraculously still alive, and Michael's impression is too sling blady for my taste. Mm, you're right. That it is a little, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Some people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird. I had a little dog once. <laughs> Pair of weasels named Jesus and Slasher. <laughs> French fried potatoes. All right, now you're getting the Sam Elliott territory. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Laura, you know what would do you good? A big tall glass of milk. Jesus Christ. You eat the there was a man. <laughs> I think I cut off. Yeah, here we go. Put as much distance between you and the truth as you want. It changes nothing. Pretend to be everything you are not. Teacher, husband, father. But there is one unavoidable truth you will never escape. You cannot change. You will always be a monster. I want to say that was not one of us grunting and snorting into the microphone. That was uh, the Donald Trump 2024 campaign, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of that very much Truth. in one way. Truth. <laughs> Distance yourself a... from the truth as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, is this is this uh, Kratos? Yes, yeah, it's Kratos. Kratos? Kratos. Uh, Kratos from God of War. Yeah, so, so that's Athena talking to him or his imagination or hallucination right. of Athena. Hithi- you need to pronounce it correctly. It's pronounced Athena! Athena! <laughs> that was pretty good. It's never not yelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, she she might be his, his biggest regret from his days as a uh, rampaging rage-fueled... That's- Human chainsaw in ancient Greece. Killing his wife and child is well, okay. not his biggest regret. <laughs> that that also is his, his own biggest brother. regret. Yeah, well, <laughs> also killed his brother in the PSP. He doesn't yeah, care. Well, okay, no, his real brother is. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did he did he kill him or did his brother just get killed? I don't, I'm pretty sure you fight him. I mean, like, are you just indignant about him killing Ares? Like, or he doesn't care? Yeah. Fucking no, fuck that's you. what I no, thought. No, well, killing, Ares killing Ares. No, that didn't. That was water <laughs> no, off a dust speck. But no, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. He, in the PSP in in God of War, yeah. Ghost of yes. Sparta. He does ha- find out he has a, a brother named Deimos. I'm I'm not an expert on PTSD, but you can get it the way Kratos did, which is mostly at his own hands. Which is mm. is later in the series filled with regret. Be, yeah. it, filled with regret, and that's what that's what I sort of love about the series because it was all things that the game asked you to do, <laughs> De- demanded that you do. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like when we think about PTSD in like real life, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's usually like it was a soldier followed orders, yeah, did what did what they were told to do, and it like ruined them forever, yeah. you know. And that's that's what Kratos that's, is. That's his, he is, his he is the backstory. He is like he's yeah, he is the weapon of Ares, and it ruined him. Well, I mean, Michael's criteria here because I threw out like there's no game more about PTSD that I played other than Setsuna's Sacrifice or whatever. Is that what it's Senua's called? Senua's Sacrifice. Mm. Senua's Sacrifice, yeah. but it's like she wasn't traumatized in a previous game, and that's what we were trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, details that you live through. Be in this list. Yeah. Some so, people call it a Hellblade. I call it a Sinuous okay. Sacrifice. But God of War doesn't isn't in the be- early games isn't playing with like a moral dilemma at all. No, no. no it's, if uh, anything, like it didn't 
until the 2018. Yeah, game. that's yeah. what's so interesting well, about it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, it, it like it begins with like he's he's traumatized before the first game happens. That he's that's part of yeah. his backstory. He, in a fit of rage, uh, accidentally killed his own wife and daughter, and you know, laboring for the gods for decades, trying to atone for this. And it's it's all he just wants this pain removed. He wants the gods to fix him inside. And at the end of the first game, uh, you find out that they either can't or won't do that. Athena, rid me of the memories that haunt me still. You have done well, Kratos. Though we mourn the death of our brother, the gods are indebted to you. We promised your sins would be forgiven, and so they are. But we never promised to take away your nightmares. No man, no god could ever forget the terrible deeds you have done. But it's okay, we'll just make you a god. That's one of our best decisions ever. Yeah. Now you will live forever to think about them for eternity, mm-hmm. Kratos. Yeah. Yep. So Now do this seven more times, uh-huh. <laughs> and eventually you'll go north. Right. <laughs> so, but and, and then the, the next two games are like, you know, he continues to be fueled by this trauma, and it consumes everything around him because he, he just goes on this mad quest to either get revenge or I, I, th- I think it's, it's a suicidal revenge quest. He's, he's actually, you know, trying to kill his way through Olympus in the hopes that someone, whether it's one of the other gods, whether it's uh, Zeus himself is, will kill him eventually. Like, mm. and he dies repeatedly. That's the thing. He can't stay dead. He always That's, fights his way yeah, back out of Hades. You go to the underworld and like, three or four of the games, don't you? Yeah, it's like a trope where he keeps going back to hell and fighting his way out. But we don't see him really regret this. We do kind of get to the point in three where it's like, this is almost wearying how many people and gods and monsters we're killing. It's just nonstop bloodshed. Mm -hmm. Three straight games, just pure rage. And then in the 2018 God of War, we get to see a version of him where like possibly centuries have gone by and he's actually had time mm. to reflect on the things he's done and kind of try to put the past behind him but you know he can't keep it hidden forever then i must return home dig up a past i swore would stay buried who you were before doesn't matter this boy is not your past he is your son and he needs his father. It kind of does matter because who he was before was a guy who killed a lot of gods. <laughs> Man, that game does have a lot of really good lines, though. Mm-hmm. He's not your past, he's your son. That is a good line. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. And what's the other one? Don't be sorry, be better. Yeah. They're top-notch yeah. writing. There's some winners. Yeah, there, there is game. also, like, if you were wondering how much Kratos has mellowed, like, this is a marked departure from his everyday philosophy in the first three games first six games i should say from now until the end of days you are marked so i teach you to kill yes but in defense of yourself never as an indulgence nobody cared about him anyways what's the difference there are consequences to killing a god why how do you know how do you know (laughs) Watch your tone, boy. Boy. Had to get a boy in. I want to watch James L. Brooks' How Do You Know? 
It's his last movie. <laughs> he, he is the ultimate do as I say, not as I do parent right there. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, what's, Only... what's killing a few guys? Yeah. You, how many did you kill? I can't kill one or two. Yeah, never an indulgence. Oh, you mean like all the Greek civilians who killed to get health pickups in the first game? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, that line is implying that Kratos did not tell Atreus about any of that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, he, well, he, that's the thing. He, he keeps it hidden and like, he sees yeah. a vase at one point in a treasure vault that like depicts him with the blades of chaos killing gods. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he shouldn't see that. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he kept hidden at their gods. Well, he, like, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. he kept his entire nature and, hidden from the boy. And yeah. never explained mm-hmm. to his son why he's a black guy in white face. <laughs> 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 Christopher Judge is, is Matt's face was so, Matt's face was so disappointed in me. He was just like, uh, <laughs> like let's move on. Christopher Judge is genuinely like that is some of the best voice yeah. casting of like any mm-hmm. game character though. That is so perfect. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, I um, really like TC Carson, but uh, yeah, the new guys. TC, really yeah, TC there. was great too. But mm-hmm. like, like I'm sorry, like Christopher Judge is, is yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's it's it nails that, it. That's and, also the perfect voice for a more mature Kratos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and you know going going. You know, right, you know, uh, toward the final act of the game when he goes back to the house to get the blades. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big moment, you know, like. Spoilers. It, it's, yeah, spoilers. But I, I, it's, it's been four years uh, almost. Yeah, that's yeah, true. 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 Yeah, and the, the game is like, it's hard to pay for this game now. It, it, that is. Plus, it, it's it's, yeah, it's literally a of PS this, Plus game this month. Mm-hmm. You, you, you Astonishing know, yeah, that is true. nature of this. This is like the best the last generation had to offer. And you should so never good. pay more than ten dollars for it. It's almost impossible to do, <laughs> unless you have a PC. In which case, yeah, what is it like sixty yeah, bucks still? Yeah, something like oh, that. Man. Well, yeah, yeah, but like the greatest but hits boy, version those is those frames really make boy, it worth yeah. it. You know, yeah. boy, save a little money for a rainy day. Please. Boy, we're trying to tell a story about generational trauma here. <laughs> Some people call it Blades of Chaos. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I did find it interesting in the 2018 game. Like, so Kratos, obviously Broken Man, mm-hmm. hits the top five. Oh yeah. Um, but like, he really, like, the nemesis in that game was also sort of a broken man in Balder. Like, he who's is a god, yeah. but like is a god who can't feel, and so that's why he's able to keep fighting Kratos over and over. He's like, yeah, you can punch me all day. Like, none of this is going to do yeah. anything to I, me. I want to. I want to find somebody. Like, he's like Kratos. I want to find somebody who will make me feel pain. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's the it's the inverse. Mm-hmm. And Kratos says he wants somebody who can take the pain away. Balder yeah. wants somebody who can cause pain. Yeah. Balder, your curse say. is that you can feel. Or is that you can't feel. My curse is that I can. See, good writing. I should have written for that game, I'm telling you. Uh, by the way, the whole um, guy who wants someone to make him hurt, that is also a side quest in Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is really I, I like. I wish... But he goes to uh, S&M clubs. I've re- that I was about to say, that probably has <laughs> more erotic twist. I've never finished the God of War game, but I've, I've, st- I've restarted it and played for multiple hours three times. And Jeremy Davies' character is one of the best fucking characters in, like, I cannot believe how quickly he's disposed of. Wait, who, he's, like, the first that? guy, like, super skinny, but he is on Lost and then Solaris. Oh, the first guy, you, the first guy. Yes, like. who is, like, super menacing, like, like what brings you out of this, like, log cabin life of yours. Uh, oh, that's Balder. Yeah, yeah, yeah Balder. He'll, he'll show up yeah, again that, later in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, very but, much does. But, like... That's one of the best performances I've ever seen in a game. Like it's great, and that you should yeah. play it more so you can see more. I of that remember what happened. Yeah. He's he's the he's the final boss too. Mm. Like he's 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 the this enemy. Is, this is the ultimate uh, 
what would you call it? Like a white man's problem slash privilege. Remember, like I got that game and like half my TV went out. Right. You were playing with your PS I had VR to play with my <laughs> uh, Get out the violins. I had to play with my PSVR helmet because <laughs> I couldn't see full screen. But that's right. That is why the spoiler cast, which is available at patreon.com slash laser time, is only Michael and I because Chris right. never yeah, finished I couldn't, that like, game. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to play it like this because, you know, when you're playing your VR, the, P- the Gen 1 PSVR helmet, you're playing it in 720p strapped to yeah. your head. <laughs> oh. I'm, uh... I'm sure we'll touch on this again in a little bit, but uh, oh, so hyped for Ragnarok. Yeah. Yes. It cannot wait. What is and I appreciate it's a it's a uh, it's a two and through. Mm-hmm. You know, at yeah. least that's the plan. Yeah. Oh yeah, they already announced it's that. Not yeah. going to be. A I trip. mean, I was astonished by that kind of restraint, but then also like, oh, I'm guessing this is taking like tens of millions of dollars because this is taking for fucking ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably hundreds. Yeah, of hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. I mean, technolo- te- technologically. That first game was incredible too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, a, a first game, you know, the 2018 game. It's a it's a one take yeah. game. So I guess if, if Kratos does end up uh, kicking it like everybody is, seems to assume he's going to in in Ragnarok, I'm here to kick it. In a, in a way, it'll be a happy ending for him because someone's finally taking that pain away from him that he's yeah. you know barely learned to deal with, and and just again he's. He is traumatized, not just because he was traumatized in previous games. I think the trauma of what he did yeah. in that previous those previous games like stayed with him, and he he like he wants to stay in hiding. He doesn't want yeah. anybody to know that he killed the Greek pantheon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he only feels guilty about a few of them because most yeah. of them were really dicks to yeah. him. Yeah. Like, well, like there, he feels a few nice. He ones. feels guilty about Athena. Athena was yeah. like his guardian angel, sort of in right. Olympus. And I hurt myself <laughs> today. <laughs> I, I just want to. I just want to point out. Some people call it a Kaiser boy. Because I can't stop thinking about the Chippendales <laughs> Rescue Rangers. The voice of Zeus in this game is also the voice of Dale in the original Rescue Rangers. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Corey Burton. He's a genius. Yeah. Really? Captain Hook That's and crazy, yeah, huh? yeah, but but yeah, he he did kill Athena by accident, I think, in God of War two, and then she keeps showing up as a as a ghost to say like, no, you got to do this, and he's like, I'm not following your orders anymore, Athena. All this, and I accidentally electrocuted Athena, as if Kratos didn't have enough on his plate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Polite laughter from the crowd there. Jesus. (laughs) I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Framework's Tony. Yeah, we nodded. Go we all nodded. Trust us, listeners. We were laughing and nodding. It, <laughs> hey, hey, look. It clipped out. Yeah. You this hear. is what happens. I've been all over town today and haven't spoken to a human being, and I'm just ruining it all on you guys. <laughs> Fine. This is pandemic life. It's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move along. Number two. Where's Abby? I'm fucking dead anyway. Why would I tell you anything? <coughs> because I can make it quick. Or I can make it so much worse. Yeah, it's Chris's favorite game of the other year. What was... I didn't say that. Yeah. I mean, but like, I also didn't say that because like the nature... I speculated that th- this game was... A group of people at Naughty Dog forced to make a sequel, and like, mm. we don't want to make a sequel. And like, well, we partially own you, so do what we say. We're Sony. And they're like, all right. And they, Paul Rudd, Wet Hot American Summered, made 
one of the most unsettling and replayable games, yeah. unreplayable games that it I've did, ever yeah, seen. I mean, I don't, I don't replay a lot of games, but like this game specifically, yeah. I will probably never oh. intentionally replay because it's just so. I replayed it. It hits through. totally different on the second time through. Yeah, it has. Let's to. Let's keep saying this game and not name it yeah. just to really it's, annoy the. Listeners. It's the Last of Us Part Two. Part. part I two. love that he pronounced the part. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah, like Hangover Part Two. Last of Us colon uh-huh. Part Roman numeral two. Yeah. But it, like part I've never two. seen a game go out of its way to make. All of its original protagonists look flawed and, and bad, and yeah. and then like yeah. the original protagonists were flawed and bad to begin with. And, sure, know, but they were, yeah. they were they to Joel. They were flawed and bad at the end of the fucking world, like where like hmm. mor- morality is not non-existent. But like, what are you supposed to do? The second game is also at the end of the fucking world. I know, I know. So like, later. I don't judge them for that. But like, but what Ellie does in this game is highlighted as both. Her personal trauma and like triple time what I said about Laura Croft. I just want to like grab her by the shoulder or whatever can be considered not sexist mm-hmm. and aggressive, and just like please stop doing this. Please settle. And her partner does the same thing. Stop. Th- yeah, doing yeah. this. That that was the part for me where it's like, oh God, there is a point in this game where she chooses to leave to go finish yes. some shit up because like, she has undealt with trauma. Yes. She yes. has panic attacks and PTSD and thinks that right. the only way to deal with it is to get revenge because I guess they don't have therapists anymore in the post-apocalypse. And, and then the, the game very intentionally grabs you by the back of the head and forces you to play as and live with people who have it by an order of magnitude worse than Ellie. These are the people you're hunting down, and these are the people you're hurting as a result of your unresolved issues. Abby's life is way worse than hers. Way worse. I, I'd say they're both pretty uh, bad. It's <laughs> just different. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I think, well, I mean, Abby's friends get killed and stuff like that, so yes. Yeah, but, by, by us. By yeah, but, but when she's just, like, yes, living in like, that football stadium, like, that's, it's just, it's, like, more like she's in the military versus... Yeah. Yeah, but but, but she has like no choice in her life. And and like and not to mention what's happening to what's his nuts? Uh uh forgot that character's name. Um What's his nuts? It was it was really It was definitely what's his nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about Lev? Yeah, Lev, Lev, cuz mm-hmm. I, I really could only think of him being shouted at Lily, which I if you did not listen to the spoiler cast, I didn't fucking get. I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't paying enough attention. I really wasn't, but like, well, he'll be the hero of the inevitable third game. Probably, so probably, probably, but like all those people, like Ellie was retired on a hill in a community that was safe and left to go bother people who who did not have the privilege that she did. And, Mm. and even, and even the main character, that's, that's the line I remember of the last generation. Like we let you live and you wasted it. Yeah. Probably those people would have killed themselves anyway because they, they're they're caught up in their own little tribal war. Maybe, but like Seattle, what like we don't have to deal with infected in our lives. When you look at where Ellie ends up Actually, at the end of the first <laughs> act, like what what more do you want, dude? You have a bigger house than anybody playing this will ever own. <laughs> well, the yeah. the thing is, we're we're I getting mean, too much into the ending here, and it's not the ending. There's like 16 more hours. Yeah, I know. But the, <laughs> so, well, the 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 later resolution of one story. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to get into one, and you know, arguably Ellie is much more traumatized by events earlier in the second game than she was in the first game. But mm-hmm. I think she would not be mentally in the place that she is without the events. 
of the first game. Like specifically, there's one area of the first game that I remember when I, we got it for review. Mm-hmm. They specifically said, "Do not talk about Nolan North's role ah. or what the nature of his character is." Right. And when you get to that part, you understand why. Because there is a certain character who charms you and is very charismatic. And you think like, oh, we finally found a friend. And you find out, oh, he is very much not a friend. He is one of the most terrifying encounters in the game. And I think even for the rest of the first game, Ellie, like that sticks with her. She has a hard time shaking that. And that that feeds into defining who she is in the second game where she experiences even more trauma and becomes even more uh, distressed and, you know, has all these problems that she needs to deal with. But but in typical video game fashion, in the first game specifically, <laughs> that is like the epitome of ludonarrative dissonance because, like, yes, right after the one of the most traumatic scenes with Ellie and that character, mm-hmm. that's when they let you control her in one of the most yes. badass segments of the game because you get a bow and arrow and you can fucking stealth kill everyone and it's like... And I think that was all new at the time. Like Joel couldn't kill people with a bow and arrow. I'm pretty sure. No, and it's just like shitty with a brick. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like okay, this is like some of the most fun, quote unquote, I'm having in this game after one of the most difficult things to watch. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah, like, I, that it, is that series to a T. Yeah, I, I feel like just you. I played the first game twice and just like you know, blah blah blah. Developers becoming dads, like Ellie and Joel emotionally balance one another out and the second they were <laughs> removed from one another they always acted poorly um but it's it's how we're used to seeing characters behave like in in, in a magnitude of revenge or vengeance and it was just so much more disturbing to see with Ellie cuz she seemingly had it all uh, mm. had well, I don't. I don't know that you could say she had it all, but uh, I think you can in argue that, that. In that new world, I think world. you can argue that someone else was way more traumatized yeah. by the events of the first game than even she was. Is he still in the fucking building? Is that... Abby. No, Abby, don't look. Dad! Dad! No! No! Not only by the events of the first game, but by something you, the player, did and had direct control over. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, mm-hmm. am- it, like, again, it's pretty amazing. Did we do a spoiler cast for this? Yeah, we did. It, yeah. It's one of the most fascinating games of the last decade, in my opinion, but not something I think is very, can and is supposed to be very enjoyable. I don't know if I'll go play it again, but I think about it all the time. I don't even know that it's supposed to be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's very much like a, you are going to face terrible things. I mean, because I, I, I did forget until Michael played it, that you know. clip about the, the ending of Last of Us affects a character you've never met before until the second game mm-hmm. deeply, yeah. and like it was disturbing to do when you play the first Last of Us, but like you don't really know until you see the ramifications of these right. yet unseen characters. I mean, that's that's what that's what. The second game is about. Yeah. It is about the results of, of what you have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. But, but it also is like, I think, showing us a bad example about how you react and atone for that. Every character does the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. it's... Oh, yeah. It's, no, very much so. Very like, that, is, that is the story that they are telling. Is yes. This is... is 
you know, it's you know, I won't spoil it, but like you know, the the that final you know those final couple scenes, like they drive home the point of like this is not worth it. Don't do this. It, it's it, and no and like that was I don't know if they the developers intended that, but I, you know, I kind of hated Abby because like it took me away from the people I was there to be around. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the game, it's just like, dude, leave her the fuck alone, please, please. <laughs> Everyone will be better off. Leave yeah. her alone. Yeah. Just go your separate way. Yes. No contact. Yeah. You'll get over this. Uh, yeah. like, I'm know, traumatized also, talking about <laughs> reading Reading about the game's depiction of PTSD, one thing that I, I didn't catch playing it before was that that first clip that I played uh, continues with her brutally torturing someone by beating them with a pipe. Yeah. And, uh, like, it talked, one of the things that I was reading talked about, like, this is an example of reenactment. People with PTSD will frequently reenact the trauma yeah. in an attempt to kind of try and, and understand it and, and Google expiate. Donald Trump's dad. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine doing that to a nation. Uh-huh. Repeatedly. Uh, anyway. And then Google his um, mom because she has a haircut like a fucking ice cream salesman. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and both of his parents have ears that look like they were generated by like that doll e AI picture thing uh, <laughs> that is so popular on Twitter right now. I don't know. I decided to uh, go into that and make art of alien emperor with a giant sword for reasons in brackets. Sure. But uh, <laughs> but uh, boy, it gave me a xenomorph with a big old blade, and it was terrifying. <laughs> Oh no! It was truly terrifying. My mind's still processing crumb from all real monsters. I can't wait to see what happens because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Last of Us Two, but that's a game steeped in trauma. What could possibly be our? Yeah, really. Spoilers: It's the game I was playing this weekend. What a view! I guess my time in Sao Paulo wasn't quite the paid holiday in the sun I'd been promised. At least I was getting shot at by a better class of psychopath. These guys weren't messing around. This place was like Baghdad with G-strings. Love that line, Baghdad with G-strings. What game is this? Uh, it's a game starring uh, Jeff Keighley as the character model, Max Payne. <laughs> is it really Jeff Keighley? I still think he looks a little bit like Jeff Keighley. <laughs> it's not. not very Which one? Jeff I love it. What I love about this game is that you can unlock the original character's model and put him in all these serious sequences. It looks right. fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- was that a clip from 3? That was a clip from from 3. This yeah, is- yeah, Max Payne 3, he is he is the most fucked up. Like it mm-hmm. it is like yeah. a combination of like all the horrendous things that happen in 1 and 2 and also he's having a midlife crisis at the same time. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel really like bad. Max Payne 3 is one of the best games that not a lot of people played because the franchise in my opinion, was something mostly PC PC gamers cared about, and it it also took over a decade off, mm. and had in between there one wonderfully terrible movie along the way. And yeah, yeah. yes, it was, it was very expensive. Might be Rockstar's last non open world game. Ever. Yeah, that uh, that's what. And and just at the time, a wonderful feat of like no load times. Of yeah. course, they hid in engine cutscenes. Of course to load the game, but, like, the game never stopped. And, like, if you really wanted to play this, like, both arcadey and serious narrative sh- shooter, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was really awesome. You could skip all that stuff eventually and play it as arcadey as you wanted to. 
Yeah, but so the the main character Max in this, like he has been really fucked around by life. Uh, he is in a he's he's alcoholic, addicted to painkillers, having a midlife crisis, lives in a shithole apartment. I don't ba- understand. Basically, uh, he. I mean, like, guys, his his name is Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. he's hurting. Yeah, yeah, his name is Maximum Pain. It's, it's the pain that he suffers, <laughs> not the pain that he inflicts. But it's it's one mm. of those things where it's like you ever feel like your life is so messed up that like you can't even begin to think like where would I even start fixing no this? what is that like yeah <laughs> well he has it worse <laughs> than that oh. and you look at him and you I mean usually an outside perspective helps but you look at him as like man you are just waiting to drink yourself to death aren't you this is terrible this is, but he, and he also like is being chased by a lot of murderers all the time that's true <laughs> yes and 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 like like he has a lot in common with Kratos and that his uh, his wife and, and baby were murdered before the events of the first game, which drove him and you know to accept this very dangerous undercover assignment. Yeah. And, and his, his face stuck that way and like yeah, a just constant lemon const- pucker, mm-hmm, constipated <laughs> all the time. Uh, he got through that first adventure and rejoined the the New York the, the NYPD and then. Uh, Fell in love with a hit woman named Mona Sachs, who, spoilers, dies. Uh, and so by the time the third game rolls around, he's he's just a complete wreck. Like, I, what am I for? I can't protect anybody. What the hell kind of a joke-ass cop am I? And for some reason, he gets this job as a bodyguard for a Brazilian billionaire and... Uh, it's just his Brazilian air. Yeah, a Brazilian air. Yes. <laughs> and his terrible behavior is completely uh, accepted. He says in a Scrooge McDuck money bank full of uh, corner crotch hair. Well, yeah. I mean, the um, reason Brazilian is air. easy access to drugs. The yeah. dude is like a super heavy drug but, addict. But, but he's, well, he's a super heavy drinker and he drinks on duty all the time. And they're just like, yeah, let's get drunk together. We're, your, we're paying you lots of money to keep us safe. Woo. And, you know, to that point, here's a clip. Jumped us. Same guys from the party, I think. They grabbed the girls and, and Marcelo, but he's here now. Yeah, don't worry about me, homie. I'm just the guy paying you lots of money to protect me. Yeah, what were you drinking? Bet your ass I was. You try staying in there for five minutes sober. Yep, totally unrepentant about it, too. Not even trying to hide the drinking. <laughs> just getting drunk in front of his employers. Yeah, it, I, I think I don't like to use the term ludonarrative dissonance because I'm, I'm not very smart and I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the biggest difference between the the gravity of the cutscenes and how much fucking fun the gameplay yes. is. Yeah. <laughs> it is so much fucking fun to shoot dodge and, and just, yeah, slow motion dive it's like windows while just headshotting dudes with perfect accuracy. Yeah, I'm jumping through a baseball stadium, like, in this, like, deleted diehard scene, murdering dozens of people. And I say out loud, I love what I just did. And then it cuts to Max Payne in his apartment. I hate what I just did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, oh, no. <laughs> it's literally the game series that brought us bullet time or at least it's the first yes. game i remember that yeah. bullet yes time. although yeah. although War- yeah. i guess bullet time is a trademark of warner brothers because of the matrix but uh, the matrix yeah and still uh, have a bumper sticker it brought somewhere. a speedy gun gun slowdown very time. stupid <laughs> trivia that is what the name laser time comes from it mm-hmm. was a joke 
based on what is bullet because we were just so sick of seeing that in press releases like there's got to be something better than bullet time yeah laser time. uh laser time like an laser. and uh, and i hate it every day every day i still it was i still have a bumper sticker from the first max Payne game that says i break for bullet time like it was sent <laughs> to me by rockstar pr <laughs> No, when are those going to be worth money? I'm tired of holding on to these things. I truly hope that you do not use that bumper sticker in modern America. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. He didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I believe he had, like Michael has a Zork bumper sticker. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Yep. That's him if you see him out there on Cal- the northern. I, I think it's completely sticker. faded away and, and, and fallen off. But. I have a bumper sticker that says Zork or your bumper time. sticker. Zing. Oh. I'm going to make a bumper sticker, and I'm not going to give this any context, that says fuck your fucking guns. Mm. Um, learn karate, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that needs context. I just think there you go. you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Max Payne. It's in the name. Yep. Great <laughs> soundtrack know? by I think Health on this game. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, Really but, memorable but, too. Yes. It's and also they like... actually um they just put out uh for the oh, what it's fifteenth twentieth anniversary of the first game something it's tenth anniversary of the third game. I don't remember where we are in the trilogy. I think that but, sounds uh, about right. Yeah. But they put out the um, vinyl record, oh. and it actually includes some health songs that weren't in the final game, if I remember oh. correctly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Minimum yeah. pain. They told us we couldn't use this. <laughs> Didn't make Maximum sense. pain, minimum game. Yeah. <laughs> but even, like, you get flashbacks in this game where you say, like, okay, how, why, why did Max end up in Brazil? And it turns out that he was literally recruited from a bar stool. Plane. Uh, by by his friend Raul Passos, who uh, you know is is looking to recruit muscle, and they end up getting into a fight with a bunch of uh, New Jersey dickheads. Very funny, old He's man. Very fucking funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, has been washed up all cops. You go on TV, yeah. tell some jokes about how you got your wife killed or some shit. Yeah, where's the little old lady? Or. Hey. How you got involved with killers? Oh, I own this town, amigo. <laughs> That's a good line. Practice that in front of the mirror in your underwear. Yeah, we're having a real grade school level yeah, exchange just here. Man, that's that's. I just want to say, I believe the New Jersey dickheads are playing the Yankees this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking every weekend. Yeah, no, God that's the Hoboken fuckwads. <laughs> the Hoboken quiz every weekend. Fucking, fucking killing it. Uh, God, that was almost more Boston. That I was, was disappointed that your it, accent went. Boston I'm stealing it from the joke one of our friends made that I'm not allowed to repeat, but it just oh, always yeah. makes me laugh. Uh, mm. But, uh, but uh, uh, what I really love about Max Payne Three. Uh, in terms of whatever you want to call me, is somewhere between a drunk and a historian. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Max Payne. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, me. You got a me, whole show for that, Chris. Me, drunk but the world's first Driss story. <laughs> because Max Max Payne 3 is um, Rockstar, like, well, we own this IP and we want to do something with it because people still remember it and ask us about it all the time. And it doesn't really merit what they did with it in this game. In, in, in terms of the story. Uh, but serious stories and gritty behavior was where we were at, and Rockstar was always using top-notch voice voice talent way before Western devs ever were. Yeah, and and Max Payne Three is a response to trends in gaming, the cutscenes especially. The gameplay is a hundred percent authentic to the first two Max Payne games, which are genuinely silly. 
Silly games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they're, they're very noir. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was maybe Max Payne 2 that prompted, I think, something awful to invent the, the word or the phrase asshole physics, which <laughs> not not physics of an asshole, but physics that let you be an asshole. Like, yeah. oh, I can just like stumble into some guy's trash can and boot it across the room and uh, <laughs> knock and, over all the shit on his desk with my outstretched gun arms. I still love this game, but I still I, I get why people found this incongruous and this is the end of the road for Max Payne. I don't think there'll be mm-hmm. much no. more Max Payne. No, and, and I love... Well, we got I, the remakes Yeah, uh, at the very least. I love that they that they took over the franchise from like, Remini. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to go make that fucking flashlight game, Alan Wake? Well, mm-hmm. we'll I had to find Payne a thousand did. branded thermoses. <laughs> <laughs> and and what they did was like they they sort of gave it the rock star treatment yeah like it, it very yeah. much was like oh we're gonna make this gritty we're gonna make this we're gonna completely take it out of where it's normally based and put it in fucking brazil and have him wear a hawaiian shirt yeah i think and it's, and... it's made in like that that gta euphoria engine which like mm-hmm. if you ever watch like behind the scenes like driving through a crowd of people they will dive and try and land at their elbows not their wrists to survive and you see that in the game in slow motion in in Max Payne three in slow motion, it is very interesting and it just I just feel like I remember we were super excited about it at the time, but like yeah, young kids reading the site like had no context for the Max Payne franchise other than that terrible, terrible Mark Wahlberg movie, which up oh, until yeah. the Sonic movie <laughs> was the best representation of games on film that had ever existed, and it was mm. terrible, terrible. And PG thirteen, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, you know, one of the ways you can tell that he is a broken man in this game is he does. This was sort of like an early two thousands trope of like, oh, you've lost your shit. You shaved your head. Well, Anyone who just shaves the hair actually, off is like, oh, that that head shaving bit is actually him reclaiming control, and it happens right after he decides to stop drinking. I had no idea who was behind any of this. I felt like a fool. I was a sweaty, gray-haired mess. This place, well, this place was going to kill me, too. I could see that now. I decided that I was going to die sober, not drunk. Ah! At least then I would see who shot me. Yeah, so he's not gray-haired if he's bald. Uh <laughs> That is, I mean, so that's, that's actually him beginning your to hair, turn dude. it around. Yeah, you can dye your hair. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, like men will literally shave their hair to avoid having other than, to dye. Other than Tony, we're all men in our forties, yeah. and just like our, our hair is like the only wealth m- most of us on this podcast have. <laughs> oh yeah, I just realized this this webcam isn't uh, doesn't have a high enough resolution to show my gray temples. Nice. Oh. Great temples <laughs> at, at 22? Unbelievable, Tony. I'm not 22, dude. <laughs> 17? Uh, Cannot believe you can... No, it is... I am... Listen, I'm getting my driver's license next yep. week, <laughs> and I am touching up my temples before I get the Support Framework okay. on Patreon. You can see the Apple box he's got to stand on in order to get, like, just anywhere in frame. <laughs> I am the average global height, okay? <laughs> <laughs> But like when he shaves uh, his head, he basically goes full Walter White in this mm, fucking true. game. Yeah. Like it's full. Yeah. I yeah. am the, the one who, knocks. who blocks slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love the uh, key art for this game, where he's literally holding a drink and in one hand a gun in the other, and contemplating. Like the other, the wide key art has like a dude holding a woman hostage, and he's, you can tell he's like. 
I'm going to take a last drink of this drink, and then I'm going to try to shoot that guy in the head. Like that, mm-hmm. he's like contemplating okay. this One, one last on drink to steady my nerves. Yep. This, this game is what great. What they needed, the only thing it's missing is like that little like, that like lip move you do when you like miss the straw on the drink. You know what yes. I'm talking about? That's yes. the only yes. thing it's missing. <laughs> yes. The, uh, like, the, uh, <laughs> I believe Bart did that a lot in the first season of The Simpsons. <laughs> the twister mouth. Hey, ah. But uh, he also manages to find uh, someone he can really relate to toward the end of the game. After a couple of hours of lying and shit, you learn to appreciate what you've got. And right now, all we had was each other. I was a wreck, and Giovanna, well, I knew what she'd seen. No amount of drugs or therapy could erase. That kind of pain follows you around forever. A constant shadow of a wasted life. Believe me, I know. It's also my name, Pain, and so it's ironic because I'm following her around forever. Also, her kid named Gizondo was. <laughs> so I like. I encourage everyone to play this. Um, I think yeah, Xbox good. made it backwards compatible. It is. Ooh. I just bought it on Xbox like for five bucks. Yeah, it's it's six dollars on Steam. Uh, yeah. It's it's wonderful. It's a great way to waste a weekend. It's um, it's a ten year old game if you've got a newer PC and a you know a high end monitor that can do like 120 FPS. You can get some crazy performance out of it. Nice. Well, I was gonna it, say it, yeah. I got this 3080. I got this 2K monitor. I, I was so fun. entertained because like uh you know I think I wasn't whatever I was doing in the games industry. I wasn't really reviewing anything, but like you could unlock the original Max Payne skins, which still look hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like, if you have not seen original screenshots of Puckermouth Max Payne, they are hilarious, mm-hmm. and you can put those on a, air quote, modern game from ten years ago. Uh, as he broods, <laughs> he's he has a low-poly Hawaiian shirt on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh, they even gave him the low-poly yes, Hawaiian like, shirt? Yes, he's, it's he's always had the Hawaiian shirt. No, like, no, but well, actually, no, underneath his leather jacket. leather jacket. Uh, he, he he wears it under his leather jacket. Yeah. If you look closely, you can see there's a Hawaiian pattern on, like, he does the, the fucking Alan Wake thing where, like, you know, Alan Wake wears, like, a jacket over a hoodie over a shirt. Yeah. Uh, right. He does yeah. something similar. I where there had is a to Hawaiian get the lighthouse and look like one of the angels from Dogma. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that has been our top five characters who were traumatized by their past adventures. I've gotten so many laughs this episode of people, I think, who feel bad for me for the joke I've just made. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let the listeners decide. Tell me how right. I did. I will leave the show after this episode. You won't. If we do a po- yeah, Of course I won't. Got to make a living. Yeah, exactly. But- so, uh, But we will take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, The Quarry, a bunch of other stuff, so stay tuned. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No. 
We're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. Yes, the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website, and I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again i'm just not i'm gonna i'll go with you again right. on saturday whenever you can do it but i'm gonna experience this fresh super important to me and i'm i like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof but when i saw endgame i think it, i was talking to you about it like i didn't the trailer only showed like the first 40 minutes of the movie i had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even gonna be like, about time travel and all that was like completely left right. out of the I I, yeah. I I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, yeah, then the post credit scene, like, that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me, like, naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're not going to waste any time jumping into this. Uh, The Quarry is coming out after we record, and none of us have played it except for Tony. Uh, what can you tell us about this, Tony? Yeah. All right. So, uh, did y'all play Until Dawn? Yes. Okay. Did you like Until Dawn? Yes. Yes. I okay. also played Man of Madon. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If you played any, if you played some of the Dark Pictures, the follow-ups. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is the best version of any of those that Supermassive has made so far. What's What's different about it, gameplay-wise? Does Peter Stormare return as the the therapist? <laughs> mm. No, but uh, oh, her name is now. Oh, what's her name? I need to look up this actress's name. Sorry, one second. Meryl Streep. Fran this is Drescher. so annoying me because I was Fran saying it like all day, <laughs> and now it's Chloe Drescher. Kardashian. Okay, no, it is. Uh, there's no. Okay, now you can edit this in <laughs> as if I just responded. <laughs> Don't edit it, or in. leave it here so I yeah, sound like an idiot. Whatever you want. Perfect. Um, leave it as a Fran Drescher joke. No, uh, there is <laughs> no Fran Peter Stormare therapist, but there is Grace Zabriskie as Eliza, who is a traveling circus fortune teller. Oh, that is your, that Grace is your interstitial. Zabriskie. Sure. That, yes. She. That Grace, is. A, Grace, who's Grace Zabriskie? You will recognize her face uh, if you do not know her by name. Uh, she was like. Uh, she's on Seinfeld. She was, I think, one of the girlfriend's moms, and she's been in a ton of other stuff. But uh, you will recognize her face for sure. Okay. Here, here's the thing: the, the thing with me with this stuff, um, I don't know if we had this conversation on Mike in terms of the interactive uh, narrative games. Yeah. Telltale yeah. obviously yeah. did its thing, and I have the capacity to love one Life is Strange thing a year which i feel sure. like it's been like way too much that's but, about where i'm at the interactive well, okay. movie but bit, uh, until yeah. uh, until dawn was like really fucking good yeah really and fucking I, good they're uh, like obviously they've made iterations on that since yeah but they're kind of the only ones doing that yes you know what i mean um so i will say like until dawn is like kind of i don't know maybe 70 gameplay 30 cutscene sort of mm, maybe around okay. that ratio um, and obviously, when I say cutscene, right? That's where you're making your choices and like QTs, and that, that what was have you. was that that was first party. Like Sony 
foot yes, the bill. Yes, it was a PS4 exclusive. In fact, didn't that come out as a PS Plus game? It's or part something? of the yeah. PS uh, collection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's 2K, which I, I think is may may weirdly be more f- artistically freeing for these guys, these people. Maybe, because... So I will say this one is it's much like that ratio is kind of flipped. Mm. You're doing a lot less for exploration. It's a lot more uh, cinematic kind of stuff going on. And for the Mm. reason being, the amount of variability in this is kind of staggering. Mm. Like I'm I'm presently in my third playthrough and like seeing exchanges I completely missed before. Um, okay. Now, granted, you know, I'm, I'm doing, like, collectible guys and stuff, right? So I'm purposefully going back to try to see everything. Right, but un- Until Dawn, like, like didn't didn't really didn't really have that at all. Like, uh, something you could replay and replay. I feel like choice mattered in that game. I mean, it was like Telltale Games, like, the end result could be the same. But it's like, there were people that if they died, if you did the wrong thing and, and you got them yeah, killed, they just wouldn't again. be around. Correct, the rest of the yeah. Game, right? And it's, it is the same in here. Like, you can, the first character... You know, I'll, I'll keep all this spoiler free, but the first character can die at the very beginning of, I think, chapter four out of mm. ten. So, like, yeah, and it, it can happen. And so, like, as far as, like, the choice structure and what's going on, it's the best they've done it. Um, the, you know, much like Until Dawn with the butterfly effect where you make a choice and you can hit, you can go into the menu and see how that choice has affected what's gone on. You can do the same thing here. They call them paths. Um, they're like illustrated with like these really slick, like video nasty VHS covers, Hmm. uh, for like, I'm, you guys I'm sure know, but like maybe if there's a listener that doesn't know what a video nasty is, that's, that's basically like the term for like 80s slasher movies, specifically in the UK. Yeah. The UK term. Yeah. Look up, look up the young ones, video nasties and, uh, complain later to me. But basically it's, it, yeah, it's, it's your slasher VHS Mm -hmm. cover, um, so like that whole art direction, that whole retro style they're going with, it's awesome. You know, it takes place in like it's 2021, so like it's not set in the 80s, but like it, you know, the kids have cell phones. They do play into the plot in that way. Of course, there's a reason like the phones aren't working. You know, of course, of course. Of course. But um, it's great to to quickly touch on the cast. Like I'll I'll name I think the most notable names. We joked about Skylar Gisando before. Gisando <laughs> uh, cast. Um, yeah, he's, he's in there. Yeah. yeah, uh David Arquette's in there. Ted oh. Raimi is in it. 10 10 uh, 20. Yeah, uh Brenda Song is in it. Uh <laughs> David and, Arquette. Yes. <laughs> yeah, David Arquette. Um Brenda Song, which means we need to get the uh Zach and Cody twin who still acts in the next game because you had uh Ashley Tisdale before and now we have Brenda Song, so let's just get the whole, you know, Disney Channel cast. Um, oh, you Winter. mean the Big Daddy twins? Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. right. Isn't that? Are you talking about those twin boys who are on the Disney show? I'm, I'm, yes, I'm that's who I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zach and Cody. A reference I'm never going to get. Zach and Cody. Yeah, it's all right. Somebody out there will get it. For our Maybe. generation, they were the Big Daddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Josh and Drake see. guy. I'm not going to. They, get yes, they are. Yes. Sorry, I thought you were just making a weird joke. Yes, they are literally the kids from Big Daddy the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, they, one, oh, one the kid twins. Okay. I was forgetting Capital Big, Capital Daddy. Yes. Um, it's a Sandler movie. Yeah. Ariel Winter for Modern we Family. We call Matt Big Daddy off mic all the time. Yeah, with the, yeah, that, I, I can see why that would be confusing. Yeah. Ariel Winter for Modern Family is in it. Uh, oh, Lance, yeah. Lance Henriksen. What? Oh, shit. Uh, How did they uh-huh. afford him? I'm just kidding. One of the coolest celebs I've met in person. Yeah, really? uh, Literally met him while he was smoking a cigarette out in front of a hotel lobby. As I have never been so happy someone that is actually how I smoked. That is how I met Gerard Way. 
<laughs> Same. Oh, I was so hoping you would say Gerard Depardieu. I'm like, of course, no. made a French. That is Gerard Way, who is sharing a cigarette with Lance. That, that is how I hung out and had the. <laughs> I, I had a ton of conversations with a. Uh, I called him Moist because that's what they called him on on Doctor Horrible. But he was he's that guy from third, uh, not Third Rock. Uh, oh yeah, from Big Bang. Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yes, that yeah. guy. Mm. Yeah. He was yeah. like Moist. Yeah. He probably doesn't I want to acknowledge it, but he is the only yeah. guy who smoked. And every time we were at Comic Con, like I ended up smoking. <laughs> what yeah. That guy. That's funny. Funny. Comic Con was also my annual. I'm not a smoker, but Comic Con was my annual cigarette. Uh, and now my buddy has like quit, so I don't. It's ruin that. It's for him. weird. You will have weird friends when you smoke at these Comic Cons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, like cough, cough, Michael Madsen. <laughs> okay, so uh, the sure. smoking Lance Henriksen's in this. Hey. Uh, Lynn Shay, if you don't recognize her by name, you have also seen her face in a bajillion horror movies, especially recently. Uh, Justice Smith, uh, the Detective Pikachu kid. Justice! And, and uh, Ethan Supley. And those hey. are... Uh, Oh. Kind of all, all your major names. So this he, cast he spell is Ethan Supli, right? Like he's he's like ripped now, didn't didn't he? He is, yeah. And he plays yeah. like like the big dumb strong hillbilly. Yeah. Um, Call him Ethan Suplex now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and there there are plenty of other names in there too, but I think those are sort of your biggest ones. Um, so cast is good, and in 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 partnership with that, this game this it looks so good, you guys. Like this yeah, is they're, they're face some of the best facial awesome. capture I have ever yeah. seen. Like we're talking like. Down to like small lip and eye and like jaw movements are being captured. Like it is, nice. these are truly great. And the script is like genuinely great. Like I love Until Dawn. It is purposefully, it is, it's also purposefully corny here. But Until Dawn was kind of like kids don't talk this way, teens don't talk this way. These references are kind of weird. Most of these actors the, are thirty. I get it. Yeah, but in this case, like the like the dialogue, it really works. It genuinely made me laugh a couple times. And yeah, like it's I, the narrative they're spinning is great. The choices really matter. Is it scary? Uh, so here's the thing: I'm the wrong person to ask if it's scary because a game basically never scares me. But it is kind of the same intensity as Until Dawn. So if you found that to be hmm. scary, it'll work for you yeah, here. And, and Until and, Dawn had a tension that was wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So I know I will say the moment that, like. And I, again, I did a video about this on Framework, so check that out. Um, the mechanic in Until Dawn that, that got me, usually, with the intensity was the, the, the um, don't move mechanic. Hmm. Where, you know, with the motion sensor in the in the DualShock, you couldn't move. Now, spoiler alert, you can just put the controller down on your desk. <laughs> and, and or if fine. you're Michael and I, you probably fell asleep before that sequence anyway, <laughs> yeah. so you're just fine. Um, so in this game, that is traded for a breath-holding mechanic. So you have to hold hmm. down the button to hold your breath. Until the threat is like I off you screen had to or that's one that's <laughs> fucking wonderful. It's a good mechanic, it really and like is. you know, if you don't if you don't press it soon enough, you're caught. If you release too soon, you're caught. If you let the meter run out, you gasp and you're caught. So like it's it's very specific, you know, timing on it. It's it's a really cool mechanic, and you know, on the level of the horror stuff, again, not going to spoil any spoil anything. There are plenty of theories out there, but I won't say what the monster in this is, but. Their like, this, their interpretation of this monster in this game is awesome. Like, the design is great. They have clear, defined rules about how the monster works and therefore how to. We're talking about a total Frankenstein. It's in a quarry. No, it's it's neck. The monster's got to be neck, right? Yeah, yes. I've seen. 
It's a ste- it's a steam shovel. I'm making a. Um, <laughs> That's it. Quest no, I get it. I so it's, it is called hack. It, uh, it's called the quarry because the summer camp is built on the grounds of an old quarry. Because um, you know you got to have crazy like caves under the you know where the kids are sleeping or whatever, right? Oh sure. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. I I if you liked until dawn. Or any of those games, this is the best version of those games. Uh, in my review, I likened it to... Oh, I, I said this earlier at the top of the podcast, but... If Until Dawn is the first Zelda game, then this is your Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time or whatever. Where it's like, wow. this is the next iteration of what they're it's doing. And it is... It's the best version of, of what they've made so far. Only downside for me is the soundtrack is genuinely annoying. Oh. <laughs> oh. And, and it's self-contained, unlike the Man of Dawn thing. Like, those were all kind of short games right yeah this, this is a like full a substantial... it'll take about 10 hours to get through the whole thing okay. and you'll you should do more than one run right yeah. because yeah the so his dark pictures games reach about two to three hours top oh, really? his, I think you just combine his dark materials and dark yeah. pictures which is kind of funny that's kind of we're talking about Tim. i just <clears throat> call it man of madonna because that's the only yeah. Yeah. he invites you up to his room to show you his dark pictures yeah so these i mean he just opens the internet the darkest picture i have is batman Return. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I like too is this this episode of Game of Thrones. I know it was a really bad. Here's a, a pixel wide pure Vantablack <laughs> NFT. It cost me like a million dollars. Oh man! Um, so like the fortune teller character, she'll read tarot cards because that's like they're a bunch of collectibles. Those are the main or the, the most important one. Yeah. So it's really cool. They're like themed after the major arcana. Each one like genuinely represents a moment in the game, and she'll like read it to you, and you know. That'll help better inform your decisions as you go on, like the totems and until dawn. So, like, really cool, like, aesthetic going on there nice. with the fortune telling and the cards. So, yeah, just like it's a complete package. It's excellent, minus the soundtrack. It's just there's one or two song choices where I'm like, nice, but then everything else, it's just super on the nose. Like, there's literally a scene where like a character is like gearing up, like, okay, let's do this thing, and the lyrics kick in, and it's like, oh, I'm a monster, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, it's all monster magnet all... songs. <laughs> like, oh. it's one of those things where it's like, you nailed everything else about this. Why did you pick these songs? Oh. They're just obnoxious. Tony, you have to understand, for me personally, teen movie music peaked at Can't Hardly Wait. And so I just play that over every teen movie soundtrack I now. I just play my own version. That's a, perfect. Can, that's a replacement yeah, thing, and I'm going to fucking yell. I wish you would step back from that. It's a really good song. <laughs> it's a really good song. Jumper. Yeah. Off of semi Charm Life. So yeah. Corey, it's great. I, I right. can't recommend it enough. It's, uh, yes. it's uh, you know, I don't know if anything's going to be on Elden Ring for me this year, as far as, like, no, my we, game we, of the we, year, quote-unquote. We have but to say that every time right we talk, it. like, Elden Ring has ruined us for every other game. I know. I know. Yes. But it is my second place, if you will. Damn. And I do actually keep I mean, running that's top high 10, so I as can... far as I'm concerned. Yeah. High praise. It's high praise. I think it's excellent. We, we, yeah. we are working on our best games of the year so far, and um, it's, it it's going to get ugly. If you haven't already done that, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's excellent. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend it. If you, uh, with the caveat that if you like the series, if you've not played one of these before, I can understand someone actually privately messaged me like, hey, like I, I, I am literally the person I can yeah. play one of these. I, I can only accommodate one of these every four years. Oh, wow. sure. <laughs> so you didn't play the anthology. Yeah, it's fine. I, if you haven't played since until dawn, but you like that game. Like I said, this this is the true spiritual successor. No, but like in, until dawn, I think is one of those things that sort of um, 
if if we wanted to do a retrospective, may have killed uh, the Telltale model. I mean, you you say that, but like again, no one's done this kind of like I yeah, I've, right. I'm struggling to think of anyone who's done a game like Until Dawn, etc. Right. But but know? like who who makes a uh, a, a model like. It, you can play as Remy Malik in the fucking game. Like it was, yeah. it was weird. Uh, but Life is Strange is a good, uh, I think, analogy. Yeah, there, but there, there have been like, several of these games. But I'm, I'm sort of with you, Chris. Is like I can only handle one every yeah, I, so I, often. Like because you I, really I, I want have more to game fucking pay attention. Game. Yeah, I will. Yeah, there is less game in your game here than Until Dawn. Like that is that's for sure. But you know. Uh, like I said, it's for me. It's it's technically impressive, and the writing is genuinely good. Like it is a genuinely enjoyable. Script. There was a time in the universe where they were trying to do this in movie theaters, and I, that's all dead and gone and lost. Um, yeah. Interactive yeah. choices in 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 a movie. Um, yeah, the ASX stage play where the what audience. What does that even look choose. like? Is that just like the audience voting in fucking yes. America's home the, videos? Or like, like there's little Game Boys in the back of your seat, like yeah. Bob Saget's show. Yeah, that sucks. Like th- you can do that at home, which is yeah. that's what these games are great at. Yeah. yeah, I don't want a fucking democracy deciding the plot of a movie for me. So. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen how well democracy has gone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a joke, by the way. There literally was a Deus Ex stage play where the audience voted on oh boy. how oh, wow. the final act nice. would go. Yep, I would have chosen stealth. I would have chosen stealth the entire time, so I'm trying to sleep. Uh, some, some other stuff came out this week. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 oh. is out on Switch. And what is interesting about this to me is that it comes with, uh, like, well, it doesn't come with, but it will have, sometime after launch, restored content DLC. Which, right. if what? you've never played Knights of the Old Republic 2, it is an infamously unfinished game. It was worked mm. on by Obsidian, and uh, they did not have enough time to put in everything into it that they wanted to, so there yeah. were parts of the game that were not able to be completed, and they were cut. And it feels... Like parts of the game feel very shoddy and unfinished as a result. Yeah. Like like the ramp up to the endings real rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, by the way, the the name of it, Michael, uh, is the the Sith Lords Restored Content Modification TSLRCM. Got it. Swokator TSLRCM. Yeah, it's a really long name, but it was officially endorsed by Aspire. Like it came out handful of years after the original game and like literally the developer said like yeah, yes yeah please play our game the, with this mod so, that's what we yeah that was a mod this is being released as official dlc i was i was right, talking about right. this today with both game developers and um someone who sells games disney has given up on all game development period period disney will not develop games but they'll re-release fucking anything and they'll they'll, they'll hire any company to do it so there yeah. is no Star Wars, Marvel, or Disney game that is dead. It's a good feeling if you like classic games. Licensing is great. You don't have yeah. to do anything and you just get a cut. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But like Di- Disney doesn't develop anything. They don't touch anything. They hire other yeah. companies to do stuff and approve it. And here we are. Here the we thing are. that was interesting to me is like this is Aspire, I think. And, and they're – so Aspire's – sort of known as a porting house like they've always ported things they used to be port things to mac um yeah i think they're also working on a kotor one remake though right yeah, like in for, addition it's, to it's these. apparently ps5 exclusive yeah as long as disney doesn't have to lift a finger and just mm-hmm. approve stuff it'll yeah. happen yeah it'll they, happen. they also brought the uh 
was it Force Unleashed? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. the, yeah, the, yeah. the Wii version to Switch a few weeks yeah. ago. New, new things are weird, but old things, like, you'll never have to wonder if a product Disney owns is going to be re-released again. Like, is that it's all happening. It's mm-hmm. all happening. And I'm, I'm not being cynical about that. I'm saying that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. You, because, like, the, the other dumb news story this week was the Bill and Ted game being released by Limited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Limited Run like, Games. Yeah, I'm, he's doing, like, Bill and Ted games. I just wanted to respond with the Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds Y gif all day. Like, but... Well, but here's the thing. People it's care. A company, well, it's a company literally named Limited Run Games. Yeah. And so they could announce anything, and I'd be like, well, that makes sense. There, There's got to be an audience. Yeah. Some yeah. small audience. No, Bill and shit. Ted are the shit. Like, it, it, like when they released that new game... Like we said it last year, that, that new movie made it it's one of the best trilogies that's ever existed it really is it might be better than the back to the future trilogy i'm not no kidding. get out of here no. no i'm not kidding it might be a more coherent time travel movie than back to the future trilogy wow. it's really good uh it chris, is most excellent time will tell chris you played the new fire warriors uh or, oh, that's sorry, fire emblem warriors demo yeah the yes. guy who's never played a fire emblem game and hates muso games yeah, yeah talk about this yes. on a this podcast. is the second fire emblem muso game if you were confused and keep yes i am i was confused yeah <laughs> the whole time this is like yes. is this supposed to be making sense and i'm like I don't think the plots of Fire Emblem games carry over from one to the other. So. I mean, they nor do plots the matter in a movie. But then, why game. do they have seven Smash Brothers entries? Like, that's the only reason I know these guys. So here's the thing: like Muso games, I, we always kind of used to clown on them and stuff. Like, I have liked some of their musifications of other things. Like, I like that Persona Strikers mm. Muso game. I liked the second Zelda Muso game. Like, I thought that was kind of fun. Like, I like how Muso is and Franks. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> don't cry in front of the Mexicans, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still awake, by the way, when, when we have to talk about this, but I feel drunk and un- unqualified. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like you felt like that earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> the I messages did. from Chris is like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't have on. a drink until we started the fucking conversation. On the, the, the microphone's here. Uh, Muso games aren't, uh, what do we call God damn it. I haven't had like. I haven't had a good Dynasty Warriors experience since, like, PS2, but they keep infiltrating other IPs that I like. Yes. And um, I I'll, I have literally met told Sorry. The, the, the story behind this, I was trying to get the Mario... And Matt's like, you should play the fucking. <laughs> no, you, the game. story was you couldn't get Mario yes. early, and I said, "Well, Michael and I are both working. Do you have?" And time I was like, to "I can really help Video Game Apocalypse uh, mm-hmm. at all." Uh, b- but I, I was playing this, and just like um, I felt like there's a lot of Fire Emblem tropes. I don't know what's happening here. Um, yeah. They even like, do you want permadeath? I'm like. In a Muso game, like that sounds where, bad. Where people die like every foot. <laughs> like you've done one hundred and fifty-five thousand levels of damage in whatever thing we haven't explained to you. Do you want permadeath? Like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That is, I mean, permadeath is a you know a staple of that series, but yeah, in a Muso game, game, that is bizarre. Although it would explain why they've dumped in every character from from uh, three houses into this game. I'm basically here for comedy just because like if I was streaming this, it's like how my parents thought about all video games. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, should your sword really kill 30 people at once? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Time, yeah. 
Like yeah, you, you did change someone's class to Flugel. I think. No, I sent that to you because it automatically changed my class oh. to to Flugel. I'm like, I, read, f- I, I sent you a message. <laughs> say, I, I just wanted to make Matt laugh behind the wheel so he might die, but not, <laughs> like, like just tell me he like swerved off the road. And like right. I'm like I read this like Jerry Lewis if this game was narrated. Flugel, about you're a flugel now, flugel. Uh, but um, we've changed your game's language to Swedish. Yeah, just out of nowhere. I will say I uh, I don't I have no interest in playing this game because Muso games are not good games. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That, Tony, um, that has been my but, takeaway. These are not good games. These are not respond. Like, there's a lock-on system that doesn't work at all. And it's just like, is it supposed to not work at Why all? Why would you want to lock on when you're literally cutting down 40 guys with, with one you swipe? You have to cut though. down a, a team captain or a... a uh, but, like, it's but I, I, There was a but to my sentence, though, and that is that this takes place in the, like, after the time skip of Three Houses, and mm-hmm. as they actually have different designs for the characters post-time skip yes. that are actually, in many cases, better than they were in Three Houses. This is where I leave the conversation about the game I played, <laughs> so Tony can talk about why it's important, because I didn't get it Oh, at dude, all. oh, dude, I do not care. There is, there is no... In the multiverse, there is no version of me that likes Musou games, okay? That is like a... Ah, but I, is like I a, think you guys aren't giving them enough credit, because honestly, I they were samey and repetitive, but like in recent years, the beauty of what they do, they take the best thing about this. They don't just license the series and say, oh, we're going to add these characters. Yeah, they get the voice actors. They take actors mechanics and, from the shit that they yes. license, you know? Like, it's hmm. that's what's cool. It's like, if you remember when I talked about the Zelda one, like... As a Zelda fan, I find this offensive. Uh, <laughs> the I first do. Zelda one, right? Because the second Zelda one was no, even Age of cool. Calamity. I fucking hated oh, okay. it. I, it's it's one of my most hated games I've ever played. I mean, when you're living in the real life Age of Calamity, what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, well, there, 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 there's that. But the subtlety of like not knowing the history of Zelda, and like, uh, and not knowing all these characters, and like, well, actually, we all stand next to one another, and Nintendo says this is canon because they don't give a shit. They just want to sell shitty fucking licensed games to people. Yeah. Uh, so, and just just to clarify, too, like, I, I say this all the time, I will diss a product, I won't diss the fans of the product. Right. Unless you're unless you're Star Wars fans, because most of them are actually. Oh terrible. no, I will. But, I, I got uh, you, Tony. I got you. <laughs> but but here's the, so here's the thing. I if you enjoy Musou games, hey, that's fine. You'll probably like this one too. I just think they're a bad category of game. So. I think this is what my fucking grandparents who are dead thinks all games are, mm. and this makes no sense and doesn't work and is like incoherent and terrible. Watching you from heaven going, Chris is playing a Pac-Man now. Oh, this must be a Pac-Man. He swiped a sword and killed 1,700 people with 150,000. That's a thing that happened in the first hour. What did you find this week, Michael, where they they compared something to Dungeons? They compared Overwatch to Dungeons and Dragons? I I didn't find it. That (laughs) shit's all over Twitter now. No, there's, there's like an NBC News article that somebody dug up from 2019 where the reporter's talking about college scholarships for for esports, and he mentions that like uh, Overwatch, a kind of digital Dungeons and Dragons with laser battles, <laughs> and like what the fuck is your frame of reference that you would Dude, look at this and think, oh, oh it's like Dungeons and Dragons oh, with Blizzard, lasers? Please put that in your in your accolades trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. please. 
All right, Matt, what was the clarification you wanted? Oh, I, I, so your policy of not attacking the fans, but attacking the thing they are fans of, that might backfire on you there, buddy. I, I think that's what they get pissed the most about. Like, Maybe, but, 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 okay, that, that's fine if they want to get pissed, but, like, genuine, like, you know, it's that thing where it's, like, it's the same as, like, judge the action, not the person, right? It's that kind of deal where I'm, like, you know, I don't want, like, I don't want to diss someone else's taste because we all have different tastes. Yeah, so it's, like, listen... You like the games you want to like. I will not think of you know. I will not let that affect my perception of you. Ah, but I there, see. but there are certain games that I genres that I think are garbage. I think Musou games are garbage. Oh, I've never man. played one I've enjoyed. Don't understand the popularity. So uh, yeah, I just I just don't get it. So you know, if you enjoy them, did you play Persona Five Strikers? That is the one I have not played. It. I do have that downloaded. And hey, if I play it and it changes my mind, great. That they one's pretty changed good. the formula a lot for that to make it work. Yeah, that, like that it, feels more like Persona Five, but then the battles are action RPG battles instead yeah. of. Yeah. But doesn't it Persona say a lot battles. about a genre that you're selling me on what's not usually the genre? Well, no, but what? But the stuff that's still interesting and cool is it's still like waves and waves of enemies, which can be fun. I think the problem we have is that shit's fun in short bursts, mm-hmm. and the problem with Musou games sure. is it's you repeat them ad nauseum for. A lot of time too long on those maps. It's like, hey, I've been doing this for twenty minutes. I just want to be done with this yeah. mission, right? Like, and, yeah. and so they they have learned over time to, I think, address that stuff. They're growing, is what I'm saying. You know, and and for those of you who don't know what a Muso game is, Dynasty Warriors games. We, we yeah. Should always but again, to, to to pay it a compliment, I do think the character designs are great. Like they're nice. they're actually better than some of the three houses designs. Like that was actually in one of the most recent trailers. Every comment was talking about the glow up, quote unquote, on like a, a bunch of the characters. And uh, we won't be able to talk about Mario Strikers Battle League until next week, but uh, I guess yeah. we will. Then you guys are going to play it, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, Gizondo is my goalie. Yeah. I've already decided. <laughs> right, right. Bob's and Doug Nut. That's my guy. Yep, yep, absolutely. He's the one that has the guts to take down Mario. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's move along to. So it sort of feels like we're almost in the E3-ish news mm-hmm. cycle for a year with no E3. Um, and that kind of kicked off with last week after we recorded our show, there was a Sony State of Play. Uh, where actually a lot of cool shit was announced. Yeah, and in I like can 30 it minutes, it was, it was jarring. It was back-to-back trailers, um, and uh, yeah, I can just kind of run down. Uh, here's IGN made a list, the handy-dandy article encapsulating everything that was announced. So um, they started off, even though it wasn't the first announcement, Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, they showed a trailer that I called, like, the summons trailer because it was literally showing all the summons, yeah. but they I mean, they that's the hook of this game. Yeah, it seems summons, They didn't apparently. date it, but it, they, they gave it a... A release range of summer 2023, which is liars, sort of a big deal. Liars. It'll come March 2024. <laughs> Promise. But uh, the fact that they went out there with a with a a quarter or a seasonal date, I guess you will, that, that's sort of a big a deal. A window. Thank you. A window. A window. A window. I, the, 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 there was a PC Gamer article that I thought was fascinating. Like, it's the first year E3 isn't really a thing. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. And we've had no leaks. Yes, that is that is the really e- interesting thing. E3 leads to a shitload of leaks. 
if you don't know how it works behind the scenes, there's there's that press day that's like months in advance. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's it's usually like yeah, two or three weeks in advance. It's more than yeah. one day. It's like a press week, basically. It, All judge, this judges retail week, stuff right? judges and week. like because E three hasn't existed, we've had one one leak substantially, and I think it's Street Fighter. There, there was a leak yeah, about after. Street Fighter Six after, so but that was one it. of the other things shown mm-hmm. in the state of play. We finally saw gameplay of Street Fighter Six, uh, mostly with uh, Chun Li Ryu. I got and my then, wish. I got my wish. What was your wish? To make a, fi- a final fight turn final fight into a Street Fighter uh, single player experience. Well, they showed yeah they showed Metro City was featured a lot, which, in the which most people have not played. Final Fight 2 and 3, and they are very informed by Street Fighter, and have Street Fighter yeah. characters appear in them. But they mentioned, like, a campaign, but I... To me, it just looked like a hub, like, kind of like Dragon Ball Fighters has that yeah, little hub I, I thing. Yeah, I got kind of the same vibe, but, uh... Like, like, it'll... Like, all the actual action will still play out like a fighting game, but you'll be roaming in a hub until that yeah, time. To me, that doesn't matter. I want a Final Fight experience... I don't want to be in that stupid fucking training room, the the holodeck, where I practice my moves. I want to practice my moves on living AI, and Street Fighter has never fucking had that. It has never mm. had that effort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think one thing that did excite me is 5 was fine, but 5, remember, took a few years to be fine, mm-hmm. and 5 shipped without any story mode single player five, uh, five was kept on going like we we think esports is hot and the fgc mm-hmm. is hot and we're going to lean completely lean into that and they completely abandoned the guys like i venture to say like almost all well, of us no. yes. like, i'll say what i think it was on a, on a patreon show <laughs> but when, when <laughs> but, we play fighting games we want there to be a story mode even it can be the most superficial of story modes and shit but I that's think, what i love I, Tekken. I Tekken all, all of us will we'll play netherworld uh nether realm uh, yeah, games. Mortal Kombat story modes are fucking awesome amazing. and amazing. Mm-hmm. Injustice right. fighting game single player modes are amazing. And I uh, don't, I don't expect Six to have something as in depth. Street as that. Fighter need, needs to respond to that. They need yeah. to respond to that. And they were they tried with uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and we all know how that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did notice, um, yeah, somebody on Twitter made the comparisons like, oh, it's so good to see that uh, Street Fighter is, you know borrowing from their closest competitors and it was just like the conquest mode from mortal Kombat, yeah <laughs> like yeah. with shujinko and then yeah. like comparing that to a picture of the the new street fighter 6 single player there's a there's a legitimate thing to look forward to in a, a capcom caring about a single player street fighter mode for people who may not want to play this uh, how many when we talked, to, we all played Apex Legends, but we didn't mm-hmm. play it like I'm going to play this game competitively for five years. Right? Street Fighter shouldn't be talked about like that. It really shouldn't. Well, for some fans, it should be, but typically that's like comes later in a game's life cycle. I think what right. they learned with Five is when you release, which is when the most people will see and yes. buy your product, yes. you have to have the stuff for have the widest audience, and that's mm-hmm. sort of what they missed out on. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, widest they with are... a T. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they, they do that's want this to be the quote-unquote future of fighting games, right? Like, that was the whole, yeah. like, deal with bringing Luke in at the end of 5, and, you know, talking about, like, barriers of entry and stuff. One thing that a couple fans have hypothesized now is, mm-hmm. like, make parts of it free to play. 
that is honestly one of the best things you could do to push mm. fighting games forward mm. and to invite more people in because it is a very gatekeeping. I doubt that. It, and <laughs> it, it is it is a very gatekeeping community, and I don't even mean that in a negative way. It takes a certain skill well, to hang with those people games. People who make you know? Street Fighter want it to be free to play, so more people play it. And the people who make money off Street Fighter right. are nine hundred yeah. years old and don't care about that at all. But also, sure. it wouldn't. Yeah. They, they can afford to charge full price for that game and people yes. will buy it if it's yeah. good. So yeah. here's yeah. the thing though. So they, they, they showed not only, so it's not just the story stuff they showed off because they, they are leaning into the esports stuff. Like they had a trailer of this announcer system, which has like literal, like they have real fighting game community dudes. commentators. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, which I think other, uh, another fighting game has done. Um, but they definitely, again, so they learned their lesson. They're not just going after the hardcore fighting game fans. Right. They showed because off a mode in this game, which... commentators on a hardcore fighting game. No, no, no. Game. The, the mode that, that is going after the more casual audience, they had like the... it's I forget what they call it, but it's like an easy input mode, which is sort of like, here, uh, hold one button, flick a direction, and yeah, you'll do easy, the special mode. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know was, plenty of like people who operation. have made Street Fighter and want that to be the case. Difficult inputs are a barrier of entry to the game. And most people who want to see Street Fighter played by more people than who just played it 20 years ago want easy easy inputs and cooldowns. Yeah, like watching fighting games at a high level is cool. Yeah. Wanting to get into them is very difficult. Wanting to get into them in a a substantial way, right? If you want to play the game offline, it's fine, right? But like if you want to like... But but that's such a minor part of what those games are about, you know? It's like if you only wanted to play Call of Duty offline, you know? It's like you're missing out on such a big part. And, like, you know, because it's it's the most established fighting game franchise, arguably, right? Second most recognizable IP in the fucking world in -hmm. terms of games. Is it really? Yes. Um, It is. And... And, you know, with like I said, with that comes a difficult barrier of entry. You know, like I said, it is a... I don't mean this in like you know the, the mean internet sense, but it is it is gatekeepy to a way, right? It like if sucks. you do not have a certain player's skill, you just can't hang. It sucks, and Capcom knows that it is uh, unapproachable. Um, anything that leans into uh, more people playing Street Fighter, I am for, and that looks like what Street Fighter Six is. Yeah, and then they they said it. Remember when they said it like tw- like two years ago, like. Here's Luke. He's the future of Street Fighter. And we were all like, what does that mean? What does that like, mean? Yeah. Um, and it means he's in are. six. <laughs> Apparently it means like a graffiti aesthetic, which I, I love the art style and aesthetic they're going for. Sure. Cause like four very clearly had the brush thing going five. Yeah. I never really felt like had a unique thing. This thing seems to have like the brush mixed with spray paint aesthetic. It's like, mm, yeah. it's, it's very colorful. I liked it. The um, it's actually built in the Resident Evil engine, the RE engine. So oh, it, nice. like the the models look fucking amazing. So yeah. throw in one of them as a crossover character, that'd be mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> uh, well, actually, speaking uh, of characters, so then uh, this was one of the bigger leaks. Is the um, the roster the might have been roster yeah. might have been leaked out there. So in addition to the stuff we already knew about, so we had Ryu, Ryu we knew, and Chun Li, Ken, obviously, a lot of these are like fucking obvious. Ryu, right? like, Ken, Chun Li in a Street Fighter game. Yes, <laughs> Ken, and then Luke and like one or two newcomers. Well, uh, Dulcine, E Honda, Kimberly. Blanca, Guile. Well, this I'm talking about what was in the trailer. Uh, we also saw, I believe it was Jamie and Kimberly were their names, right? So, but, but yeah, and then um, but in the leak, so Cammy, 
DJ, Rashid, Jury, Ed, and Akuma. Uh, and then, um, the, the rest of the, every, everyone else is like all new. Right. Yeah. So, and well, I, there was one, uh, there was one that really stuck out to me. I think it was like one of the Italian fighters that I just, I loved. The oh, design. she's like ginormous, right? Like, yeah, a huge I woman. was like, this is a cool, I, I want to play as that character that just looks like fun. Oh, uh, Marisa or Marissa. Yeah, that's, also that's it. Yeah, Marisa. One like this kung fu guy with a top knot who is shown fighting Jamie in the trailer and seems to be like positioned as his main rival. And I notice like the flag next to him is a Hong Kong flag. And I wonder, is like, is that like a sensitive point for China oh, right now? I'm sure it is. Is that yeah. that's like recognizing it as a separate country when like oh, no, yeah. it's just part of China now. So uh, this is interesting. Yeah. I just I just wanted to go look it up to remind myself of the leak. Um, the actual images that were being shared obviously you can still find them out there but um they seem to have been dmca'd yeah they, they have been which which legitimizes which, you know, them by the exactly way. that's the thing is like you know they have to do that as a company but the it legitimizes twitter <laughs> said something literally like we all some saw something we shouldn't have yeah yeah <laughs> well i think the reason the roster stuff is a bit surprising to me is this is i believe takes place after the events of three which, if you remember, like the three roster, like it was out there and didn't have as many. No, of the I mean like the uh, Street Fighter Alpha, something or other, or, th- or three. You yeah, know, three three murdered almost everyone. Yeah, three was like Ken and Ryu, and then like a bunch of yeah outrageous out there characters. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. want to include Ken and Ryu at first. Yeah, yeah they they don't talk about it yeah. very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, so. speaking of, of people dying, do you guys hear the uh, the Mike Hagar is dead? Uh, thing going around. No, what? I don't so want to hear. It. In the trailer, you can see a Mike Hagar memorial. Oh, Jesus! Like it is, it is there. If you zoom in, it's obviously what that is. And it's like, well, you don't really make those for living people. So, is he dead in this game? And if hmm. so, that sucks because people have wanted him in a proper Street Fighter game no forever. Street Fighter Three yeah. killed every Street Fighter character you've ever heard of from two. Except they all came back for four. If Mike yeah. Hagar is dead, that means it's going to be a plot point. And I'm well, but but they're not chronological, Michael. It. I don't think four takes place after the events of three. I think four it, is yes, it does. Cool. <laughs> it does. It does. It takes, place at, does. It takes place beforehand. It's fucking stupid and complicated. I know. And- Nothing about these two. I do. Timeline. I know. That, like, I know the alpha games are like in the future or whatever. Well, but yeah. That the is the lore is basically like at one point they killed Bison, mm-hmm. and then so like every any game that has Bison is an interquill that they've they've put they, in there. They also Let's established see. that Bison has a series of bodies that he inhabits. Like oh, he's lovely. he's basically oh, immortal. I mean, same, but that's uh-huh. just single yeah. life. <laughs> my my favorite lore in Street Fighter once again is Balrog punched. Dalzim's elephants to death. That is <laughs> literally game. Man, I forget. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it. And I'm looking up, looking up Street Fighter thing stuff. I forget. Just, yeah. Man, this game is stupid beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks so. Well, incredibly another good. game that looks stupid beautiful. Um, this is like the least surprising announcement of of this time. But uh, Resident Evil Four remake was officially revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, looks great. It looks great. Yeah, it yep. doesn't need to exist. Four is still good, but I'm definitely going to play it, and I know oh, I'm going to sure love it. Too. Four is my favorite Resident Evil game. It's one of the best yeah. games ever made. Like, yeah. oh man, I feel like it could do with you know some graphical polish, some performance things, maybe a little bit of gameplay tweaking, but it it it's still perfectly playable on its own. 
they're obviously going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the same engine that two or three was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's going to look amazing, and which is like yeah. cool. Like, yeah, an all new generation of people will be able to experience that game. So yeah, and it's it's dated, right? It's March. It's got like a March release date. March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Almost every Resident Evil game is released in March. A lot of a lot of announcements actually in this show were twenty twenty three games. Yeah. Also, um, it's crazy to me that we're getting Resident Evil Village in VR before we're seeing anything about the yeah. DLC that they said was coming. Yep. Yeah. Which remember they didn't say was coming until after the game came yes. out and people yeah. liked it. <clears throat> the game came out in January, was it? And the mm. DLC was announced in like November or October. Once, yeah. once again, year. I don't ever like to pull this out. I was working at Capcom and I was just like, why do we have to announce DLC for games that aren't out yet? Yeah. Uh, and, th- and someone said to me, like, people, you have to remember, like, you know, some people buy three games a year and mm-hmm. need to know there's more coming. Well, the reason you actually do that is so that you can sell them the digital deluxe edition at night. No, no, it's it's not it's not even cynical because Resident Evil came Resident Evil Eight came out and like they 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 were forced to announce they would follow this up somehow. Um, yeah. And two years later, we don't have any information because that's how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot more of that. You were t- guys talking about Village in VR. Uh, we saw more of that Horizon Zero Dawn VR experience for PSVR 2. It mm-hmm. uh, continues to look great. has an all-new story with all-new characters. and get to look up at a tall neck's taint as it walks over you. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. You're getting attacked by dinosaurs in first person. Or Is this robot map dinosaurs? like loving Horizon? I just want to know. I, I've always liked Horizon. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, Spoiler here. Um, yes. <laughs> the best games of the year. Matt's like, does anybody want to vote for Horizon? Like, because he hasn't played it yet. Do yeah, because I haven't played it yet. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Um, Do I? I'm on the fence about it because I really love the world and the story, but uh, the combat makes me feel like I'm playing it wrong. One of the least satisfying games I've ever played in my life. Huh. Well, maybe you'll be more satisfied with the New Game Plus mode and other updates they they announced. There's a performance mode and all kinds they of shit been, that they are bringing. They've to been it. giving that game like weekly updates, and every mm-hmm. time it's like still working on that weird visual bug, guys. <laughs> like every mm-hmm. time, I've yet I've not seen it in my gameplay, but apparently there's some like shimmering thing that was annoying a bunch of people. Oh, hmm. oh yeah, I think I f- I saw some of that at first. Yeah, it was like every update was like still working on that, still working on that. Maybe if they I fixed it now, but rec- like like review uh, Horizon, the new Horizon. I'd say there's like five things to do. Five? No, there are like five hundred times. Yeah. Each, yes, each. <laughs> they, they really, that's what the game is. It's that's sucks. a lot of open world games though. It's that's... it's beautiful and it sucks and they make you watch cutscenes over and over again. There's like. Five things to do in that game. I, on, honestly, I, I have the disc here. I just have not played it. I, I, I still want to play the new yeah, game. I think it sucks. I think it highlights what's wrong with games, uh, Horizon. So what highlights what's right with games is the trailer that I worked on, uh, oh. the Callisto Protocol. We, we showed a gameplay trailer. Uh, <laughs> and part of that trailer, we were I, I talked about a lot of games were like, hey, come in 2023. We put a date on that bad boy, December second, twenty twenty two, for Mad the Callisto excited. Protocol. So look forward to that. Mad excited. 
Enjoy. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, Stray. They showed off Stray. It got a release date. That's that cat game. Soon. It's in July. It's the only announced like new game for PS Plus Game Pass. It, that's the thing. They announced that it will be available to you for part of the new revamped PlayStation Plus. I don't know where you are, but I'm so excited for Stray. I like, it's like, shit. Now, I will say uh, another game that was announced uh, during that same time, Roller Drome. There's also a lot of speculation that that's going to also be a PS Plus offering hmm. um, because it is um, like the release date's known. But if you go to the release, I think it's on like PlayStation's website. Not only is it the release day, but it's like an exact hour is listed there. Uh, and like right. they've only done that for like PS Plus release. And that that is the team who did that game. That's um that is the uh, Ollie 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 World yeah. team. Roll mm-hmm. Seven is working on that. It's like roller skating with guns. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with guns and yeah. in lines instead of uh, skateboards. It looks interesting. <laughs> like I want to see more of that. The speculation is that's probably part of the PS Plus thing as well, or it's going to be a PS Plus debut. Um, okay. Because it's it, like the time slot is specifically like when the PlayStation Store updates or something like that. It's like it's listed in such a way that like is uncommon for just like a a normal game, quote unquote. Uh, the thing about that stray, by the way. So you, yeah, Tony, you said it's July, July nineteenth. There's a lot more cyberpunk than I thought there was in that game. Mm-hmm. Like it showed the cat like platforming up this crazy cyberpunk tower. Like yeah, yeah. They, they showed that stuff. You know, when it debuted, I think. Oh, okay. I just wasn't paying attention. But then. seeing it then, I, I I was getting more just like sort of like Hong Kong neon vibes. You know what right, I mean? Right. But then, yeah, I think they showed the robot people too. Maybe. Yeah. Looks real cool. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if if you don't know what that game is, you've seen it before because it's passed around on everybody's Facebook feed all the time. Is like, look, game where you play as a cat. And it's like, I get it. Ugh, it's these... the internet. The internet loves cats. And right, but the yeah. specifically the, the Facebook aggregate video game kind of things that just throw up clips with no context are usually so unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyways. Uh, but games that we know are awesome are going to be available to people who weren't able to play them if they didn't own a PlayStation. Spider-Man Remastered and Spider-Man Miles Morales are swinging to PC this year, actually, well, in August. in marketing. Well, that's an IGN headline, but uh, August 12th, 2022, uh, you get those games. Those are both awesome games. PC players, you're, you're getting all the good Sony games apparently now, which is good for you. Those are um, good games. Very good games. No Man's Sky showed off some VR stuff because it's coming to PlayStation VR too. Like No Man's Sky, man, what a comeback story for a game. Seriously. It fucking gets bigger and better with new shit added all the time. Uh, season, a letter to the future. Uh, this one is like, you're, you're riding around on a bicycle. You're like um, a podcaster or something. You're getting like audio diaries of people. Yeah. You're like recording really cool. the sound in style. the world. Like it's, uh, yeah. I'm interested. It looks like if Annapurna made Death Stranding, I, I don't know. It's, it's, oh, uh, I was going to say it looks like Annapurna made like a Pokemon snap. Like instead of photos, okay. you're recording sound. Sure. Okay, that works even better. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retributions is announced for PSVR 2, so you get the zombies up in your face. Uh, Eternites. This one's interesting. It's it's a post-apocalyptic dating action game with anime style. So it's like a dungeon crawler slash dating sim. Um, I mean, to be fair, action is the goal of many dates. It's true. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, and then last bit of news. This is exciting to me as someone who this is on my game of the year list. A tunic is coming to PlayStation this September. So the Game Pass game Tunic, which I fucking love. Uh, mm-hmm. PlayStation folks, don't sleep on that game. That game rules. Yeah, another delightful game. Another one I expect to see in your best games of the year so far list. Uh, you might, if I mm. can lobby hard enough for it. So so that's all those announcements. We covered a lot of the Street Fighter stuff, which I'm sure more will be shown at. Uh, Capcom is going to have a showcase on June 13th where... They have already promised to show unannounced games, but of course you can count on we're, we're going to see, you know, yeah. other pie in the sky prediction because okay. they have said it is it is going to happen eventually. Uh-huh. I'd love to see Mega Man 12. I really liked 11. I would love to see 12. They said we're getting it someday. Yeah. Well, I I'd anticipate we're going to for the stuff we know about, we'll probably see a little bit more RE4 remake. We'll, we'll see sure. more Street Fighter 6. Uh, that Resident Evil Village VR. I don't know how much more you can really show of that game, um, it's or the, the DLC game with Rayman hands. That you could know? be the show they're saving the DLC announcement for. It's their own personal showcase. Um, yeah. There's also that Resident Evil Reverse multiplayer thing that uh, that still exists. Fun. Apparently, yeah. yeah, it was it was in headlines recently, and I don't remember why. Like. It might have just been like a trademark renewal or something. I will like that, I will make the safest prediction of this show. Uh, we're probably going to see more of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak in that show because it's been a while since we've heard or seen anything about right. that DLC. And it's out at the end of the month, right? Yeah, it's not so out. There you go. they're going to get the hype going again. There you go. So yeah, that's, that's June 13th. Look forward to that. Uh, Xbox, we know they have their showcase on the 12th, which we'll cover next show. But then they they also announced there's a second showcase, which is more of like... They're doing an extended showcase to follow up that yeah. first showcase, and they do this all the time. Did like, you see yeah, the, 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 like people people are reading Phil Spencer's uh, achievements to to lead up to a new Banjo Kazooie. Yes, he played Phil Spencer played a couple hours of Banjo, and people think that there's going to be another he one. Unlike the first achievement, which is like collecting one thing. Yeah, but he now, did. Is that a like? Is that a stretch? And is it weird that people think that's a sign? Yes. Yes, but also mm. like, why is that guy playing banjo? Because I know. Well, that's the thing. Would I, as somebody now, who calls Banjo Tooie his favorite game of all time, love to see a real third game? Because nuts and bolts ain't it. Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Tone. Yeah. I'm telling you, Toys for Bob. It's the perfect developer to do it. And then actually on next week's show, we're going to cover it. Um, you would have seen it by now, though. So Summer Games Fest, which is Je- Jeff Keighley's show, uh, he was sort of out there managing expectations up front and yeah, basically telling weird. people it's primarily focused on already announced stuff. Yeah. Manage your expectations is not something Keighley is known for saying. Right. Yeah. He, he, he said that like uh, uh, the Game Awards are where we announce things, but here are we're, we're going to show things that we've already announced which yeah. is just e- it's just e3 it's just fucking e3 yeah yep that's the thing it there's that still leaves room for important things mm-hmm. for example ragnarok ragnarok release date we mm-hmm. still need one they still claim it's coming this year mm-hmm. i will not believe them until they give me a date <laughs> yeah you know well we, he already announced some of the stuff they're gonna show and so uh he announced the the, uh, the callisto protocol will make an appearance alongside he's going to show off modern warfare 2 which yeah. by the way got a date oh uh, also yeah somebody made the point like oh 
modern, Call, this year's Call of Duty is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is the sequel to, what was it, 2019's Call of Duty yes. Modern so, Warfare? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not yes. to be confused with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, for which the sequel was Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah. 2. There are, there are 19 new, SKUs for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. Because there was also a modern, there was a modern warfare remaster before the 2019 mm-hmm. game, if I if I'm correct, and um, a modern yes. warfare two remaster. Yeah. Uh, so he also said Gotham Knights, uh, Cuphead DLC, that the delicious last course. Uh, Fortnite's gonna be there. Um, yeah. And Fortnite is ubiquitous. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what this Fortnite game looks like. <laughs> Cuphead, though, yeah, because that DLC is out very mm-hmm. soon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so that would have taken place June 9th, so yeah, as you're listening to this... Through the 12th. It's not one day. Oh, that's right, that's right, it's a multi-day thing. Yeah. So you'll know more than us, but we'll talk about that next week, and that is all the news we can talk about, because that's all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting the community. Last week's question of the week was, what iconic movie character should more games rip off? Uh, Tony, you weren't here last week. Do you have an, mm. an? Is there an iconic movie character that you'd like to see appear in more games? Think like Rambo, Indiana Jones, ET, something yeah. very recognizable, very easy to copy. Dom Toretto, I don't know. An idea came to mind that does not at all answer your question, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a cool idea that came to mind, and it's, uh, um, so you know I've obviously been spending a lot of time with the quarry and your choice driven whatever. My favorite film of all time is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. which is a Guy Ritchie UK crime film. You know, different plot lines, whatever going on. What's your favorite film take of all time? It is my favorite film. Wow. Uh, now, take your Quarry, your Until Dawn formula, put it into a heist game with choices mm. and things could go different ways. I feel like that's been a couple of uh, of PSVR games that uh, yeah. I like, yeah, Studio definitely. London. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I remember that. What, what now, that doesn't answer your question at all, but it's what's, no, no, it, what's came to Tony, mind. Tony, you're a billion percent right, because like that, we were talking about heist games because of uh, uh, Born. The Born Identity is 20 years old this week, um, mm. and it is a silly spy, <laughs> what, what would you call it, turnaround, uh, subterfuge. Uh, Michael, help me out here. I'm missing one word. Espionage. Uh, well, well, just like, oh, the guy you thought was your boss is now your enemy. Um, like betrayal. Is that what you're looking? Yes. For? Yeah. yeah. Like, but but like that's Double what cross. heist films are. Hmm. And um, um, Double Cross. That's that. Yeah, we don't have a, a, a ton of heist games. We don't have a ton of heist games, period, other than Payday yeah. and Grand Theft Auto Five. I can't think of it. Payday is excellent, but... Yeah. Uh, Monaco. Yeah, uh, Payday is, like, is totally based on that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that game. To actually answer the question, um, probably the Xenomorph. Hmm. I think it's, yeah. it's like, my favorite... It's probably my favorite movie I feel, monster. I feel so. like that has been ripped off quite a bunch, especially in Contra, but, yeah, it's a yeah, good Yeah, but answer. do it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do I'm, it more. It's it's cool. And I would yeah. also love to see more Dom Toretto knockoffs who are like, you know what's important is relatives... <laughs> you know what's important can especially when you yeah. you, you can announce Cosmic nine Lakes. movies into your series like also john cena is my brother <laughs> i'm all about family but you never Tom never talked about his brother because he 
the tire hit our dad in the face or whatever that he should have mentioned was. it because like you know he's selling literal hand towels with his face on it um john cena is my brother <laughs> uh on videogamepocalypse.com burger champ says a great action hero that is not ripped off enough is frank drebin from police squad and the yes. naked gun imagine accidentally slapstick pratt falling your way through action sequences doing mindless interrogations with a snitch using the same 20 dollar bill and generally <laughs> goofing your way through a telltale of la noir style pun fest or or la noir style pun fest Close second would be anyone from the movie Airplane. Closer second, Neek Reavers from Top Secret. I love, <laughs> Top Secret is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, yeah, give that to the Sam and Max team. And mm. I don't like saying this word, but I'm going to do it. I, it's my favorite Naked Gun quote. Uh, he's driving by a bunch of <laughs> stacks that look like his wife's breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a midget at a urinal. I was going to have to stay on my toes. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great uh, line. It is a good line. All right. My favorite was always when they when they cut the cake and the knife goes right through the neck of the image. This uh, Chateau LeBlanc is uh, 68 degrees. It's supposed to be served room temperature. Atticum! <laughs> I love Naked Gun. I love that uh, It is excellent. When, when you talk about pratfalls, all I can think about is that heavy rain viral clip that went around of just like oh, what happens. missing all you, the quick time events? Yeah, when you fail every quick time it's event. So you're good. just like stumbling through the level. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Uh, Colin O'Hara says, John Wick. I'm actually shocked that there's not a Hitman-esque version of John Wick in video games anywhere. The guy is the Baba Yaga, killing people with stealth or just shooting the way out of hundreds of dudes. Either way, it would be a fun video game. Uh, Colin O'Hara, there is literally a John Wick game, but it is not yes. what you think. It's yeah, like yeah, a tactics is. game. But he's <laughs> yeah. saying that more games should rip off the character. Yeah. I I feel like every video game character is John Wick, right? Mm, like, kind of. But yes, John John Wick is like when you're good at video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the game is the the game that did get made is like a it's like a Hitman Go style thing almost, where it's no, like, it, you know, it, movement it, by movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one I was talking about. It's like a perfect John Wick game, Wick but X. it's also like deeply yeah. unsatisfying for people who wanted a first person shooter. Then they should play Super Hot. John Wick Hex, not to be confused with Jonah Hex. Mm. Do not get those two <laughs> things confused. You will be disappointed. I agree. Uh, Dan Monroe says, uh, Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, but he's a hapless NPC sidekick who only uh, only thinks uh, he's being the hero for furthering the plot. Uh, what he's getting at is that Jack Burton in, in in Big Trouble in Old China is the biggest hurdle for things happening in Big Trouble in Old China. He, yeah, he yeah, sucks. He's, he's the worst hero of all time. He and, doesn't know he's the sidekick. He yeah, thinks yes. he's the his hero. one skill is catching the knife. It's it's almost like Jack it's, Burton. It's almost like it's John Carpenter thumbing his nose at like a studio who said like, "Oh no, we need a bankable white star in the lead," and he's like, "I'm going to make him yeah. a fucking moron." He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, even to the last second of the movie, that like uh, it's reiterated, like everybody's a better hero than you here. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are we doing? Yeah. It's awesome. 
Um, Kenneth Anchetta says, show Kasugi from every ninja flick in the 80s. The look, the weapons, yep. the quintessential ninja of that era. I think he even did motion capture for the first Tenchu as well. He's also, if you look at the art for Shinobi, Revenge of Shinobi, that's like straight up him, man. Mm. Like it's... Yeah, the, the, the ninja characters in video games have sort of gone away in general. Like, I bring back fucking ninja games, please. I have, like, I have nowhere else to say this, but um, I love Arcade 1-Up and what they bring out. And they brought out the third Mortal Kombat uh, thing. You remember, you, remember, you remember the thing about the Johnny Cage actor who, like, uh, start? Yeah. Right. They removed him from the art. What? Really? Right. Huh. So, like, you get up. Mortal Kombat one machine with no Johnny Cage on the side. Damn. Yeah. And Daniel Piscina, how how far his star fell. Well, 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 he he literally took his body image and promoted other video games mm-hmm. uh, as Johnny Cage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bloodstorm. Yeah. They're still very angry. Is clearly to this day angry with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually found uh, I had a box of arcade marquees that came with the Neo Geo that Dan used to have, and I found there is a uh, Bloodstorm game marquee in there, which is the sequel to Time Killers, and there is a, I think it was in Europe, or maybe in some arcades, it was just called The Storm, and I have a, a marquee for that as well. So, that was a weird discovery. Ooh. Um, Anyway, uh, Chris Lee Kosit says, Sarah Connor, she was just a regular lady that got thrown into some crazy situation. Right. I'm kind of done with sad dad games, but I'd love to play more unstoppable mom sims. I feel like a lot of female leads in games are over the top, like a Bayonetta or Samus or an anime girl. Give me someone more realistic that fights for her family. Chrono Cross had Matcha, a middle-aged lady with two kids. She fought with a frying pan and had texts related to folding laundry and dirty dishes. Well, very progressive, by the way. And while that was a little silly, I enjoyed having a playable character that would usually be an NPC. Sarah Connor was all about military equipment, but protecting John was her driving force, and it'd be cool to see more of that in games. From Twitter... At full install, who normally does video submissions, but we'll allow this, uh, says Ernest P. Warrell in From Software's Ernest Scared Shitless. In all seriousness, <laughs> it would translate quite well to a Friday the 13th style game where you play as Ernest and a trio of kids with milk super soakers fighting trolls that turn you into wood. That or Dead by Daylight DLC. That would be cool, actually. I like that. Letter. I don't want to see him get killed. Like, I can't, I don't want to see that happen to Jim Varney, but That's true. he should definitely be like cameos and more things than he, he is. He should be stage. immortalized in some way. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still yeah. upset. Multiverses. Put him in multiverses. Sure. I mean, put him in a statue in my house. Like, I, I would, yeah. if I could afford to, I would pay tens of thousands of dollars to make one. Yeah. At Jeff BTW says, we need more video game characters like Anton Chigger from No Country for Old Men. Even if he is basically just a human Terminator, who is basically just a robot Michael Myers, who is basically just... No, Myers was the OG. Make more Michael Myers video game characters. Also, Marge Gunderson. (laughs) I don't even know what that would be in a video game. Marge Gunderson is Fargo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that would... I'd be curious to see it. Hmm. Uh, Diabolic Dave says, a, a game where you play as Dalton the Cooler from Roadhouse. Go into <laughs> deep, the deep lore of that fascinating world. 
get mentored by Wade by Wade Garrett. Work your way up from philosophy student to bane of Brad Wesley. I can see it now. The slogan on the box: "Be nice until it's time to not be nice." Hmm. Roadhouse. I'm, pic- I'm picturing like um, uh, Sifu, mm-hmm. but just all the club Shit, level yeah. over Shit, and over yes. again. Like Roadhouse. Yes. Give me a give me a Roadhouse skin for Sifu. Someone in the modding community, please do that. That might. Uh, Hold on, I'm just gonna look that up yeah, while we yeah, read the yeah, last comment yeah, here. <laughs> uh, at shy guy Fieri says, more games should rip off Godzilla. Despite Japan being the place that both Godzilla and video games come from, there have been a surprising lack of Godzilla video games, and of the ones that do exist, only like two and a half of them are any good. So if Toho is going to be stingy with the big G, then game developers should just make their own Godzilla. I've been rewatching all of the Jurassic Park movies in anticipation for the new one, and if I've taken anything away from those movies, it's that dinosaurs are the fucking shit. And what is Godzilla but the biggest, baddest dinosaur? Just take a dinosaur, blow it up in size, give it some spikes and a breath attack, and let gamers go to town on a virtual city. Better yet, rip off all of Toho's monsters and give us an awesome kaiju fighting game. Too many fighting games are about karate dudes entering a tournament. Where's all the dinosaurs? Although I will say Street Fighter 6 looks dope as fuck. Let's fucking go! Also, uh, King of the Monsters exists and is a thing where you actually did that fight. Shy Guy, I don't know how you fit all that into a tweet, but good job. It's an image. (laughs) What is a Godzilla? A miserable little pile of (laughs) scutes. What? I... Is is there a Godzilla asynchronous multiplayer game? Because that's no, what we I mean. That's try. Evolve. Mm. Evolve is basically yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or like, uh, what's the Earth Defense Force? Mm-hmm. But someone's playing as the bug. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. A million of those bugs. Yeah. So, new question of the week: Which of the State of Play or Summer Games Fest reveals were you most excited about, and why? Uh, I think. You know, for us right now, Summer Games Fest hasn't happened, so that gives us an easy out to talk about. Uh, of course, Resident Evil Village in VR and RE4, fucking duh. Uh, yeah. Like, I played, <laughs> I think Matt and I, we played Resident Evil Village about, like, what, eight times between us? Yeah. Something yeah, like well, that. And maybe more than maybe more than that. Yeah, maybe more than that. And, uh, no, I think maybe we each played it, like, six times. Something yeah, well, like, we, yeah, we we got it to the point where we were doing the melee only runs, so like six yeah. or seven plays in like half an hour. And yeah, uh, so I I would be super excited for a reason to go back and play that shit again. I would mm-hmm. rather have DLC, but that is that is cool to see. And uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Callisto Protocol is a cheat answer mm, for yes. me, but uh, Street Fighter Six. I am a, a super big Street Fighter fan, but I didn't fall in love with five because of the lack of a story at launch. And so I'm excited. I want to see what the campaign is. I want to see what the future of fighting games holds. Um, I think it looks like Capcom sort of learned a lot of le- good lessons with five and they're sort of making Street Fighter be a lot of different things for different types of fans. And, and, you know, I'm all for that. While you can't be everything to everyone. You can broaden it a little bit and uh, and win back people like me. So I, I'm stoked. I love Street Fighter, and I uh, Ryu looks fucking dope with the beard. Uh, my answer definitely is also Resident Evil Four. You know, the original is one of my favorite games of all time, and even though I think it's you know largely fine as it as is, I will absolutely still play a remake because I love that game. Uh, but since we already said that, I will throw in Final Fantasy 16. It's kind of going back to the medieval stuff. Summons look great. 
I love that series. I'm surprised we're getting it before I turn 40. So, <laughs> like, I'm, uh... Yes, I'm, me uh, too. Very... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you won't get, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake won't finish until I am 40. So, there you go. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's me. Depending on how many parts they make that thing... Who knows if I'll see the entire Final Fantasy VII remake? Like honestly, yeah, yeah, it could be a twenty-year ordeal. No yes, joke. yeah, very. Well, that's how how long did uh, Versus Thirteen take to turn into fifteen? Like ten yeah. years? Yeah, long time. Yeah. yeah, long time. So, which of the state of play or summer games fest reveals had you most excited? Let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com. Answer into the comments for episode four hundred and seventy-five. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's call it some plugs. Uh, Tony, once again, tell us about Framework and anything else you'd like people to know about. Sure thing. Well, Framework's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, so go to youtube.com slash C slash Framework video. You can check out the video essays I make there. Um, if you're interested in playing the quarry, uh, I have a video on, you know, its predecessor until dawn. So check that out. Um, there'll be another new video just a couple days after this podcast goes live. And, uh, yeah, I put, I put out new ones every other Wednesday. Um, I, like I said, try to find really cool different angles to the videos, keep it positive. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of all the work, uh, that's been done over there so far. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Patreon.com slash LaserTime is where you go, A, for bonus content, but it's also where you go if you just want to support us. Uh, actually, Patreon.com slash LaserTime supports the entire network. Uh, it helps us be able to do what we do. So go there. That is Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Please support us at whatever level you can. We appreciate all of you. Thanks so much. Yeah, and as always, you can, again, visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I could masturbate to this if I had to.